Yo, what's happening, everybody? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to Trailblazers Radio. Matter of fact, more more specifically, you guys are tuned into the Authors Alley. I am your host, Mr. Frederick hey, B. Thank you, guys. On? Thank you guys so very much for tuning in to us. We you could have guys could have been anywhere else, but you guys are right here with us, and I most definitely appreciate that. And thank you, thank you, thank you. So I appreciate you guys for following us on all of our social media platforms: Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, Twitter, wherever we are on social media, thank you guys for, for for listening to us on our very own on Anchor, which distributes to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get audio podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in on that. Thank you for tuning in to watching on our YouTube channel. We thank you so very much for doing that. We just thank you all the way around, man, because without you guys, without our viewers and listeners, we wouldn't be here, and we thank you guys so very much for that. But this one, so couple things I want to say before we even go anywhere. So this particular episode is sponsored by a good friend of mine, Mr. Russell Tyson. It is Life Changing Stage Play, A Change Mind, which will be, and I'll give you guys a little bit more information about that as the podcast goes along. But right above for right now, man, the gent, the gentleman that I got in the room with me, man, look, this dude don't need, this dude don't need an introduction. So. But I'm gonna do my very best to give him an introduction, man. So first and foremost, I met this I met this gentleman a few a couple. I won't even say a couple years ago. I say a few years ago. We were both um, authors on the same um, publishing publishing house. Um, me, uh, me, him, and RJ. We kind of we developed a, a nice a, a very strong bond, bonded brother and brotherhood, um, which is still the test of time to this day, man. This this dude is a prolific writer, man, and. He has written so many books, man, and I consider this—I consider this guy a brother. I consider him a friend. I consider him a brother of the pen because not only does what he writes is prolific, but it's also—it also forces you to think. And and I'm so I'm so I'm very proud. And I'm very honored to have him as a brother, man. So, without any further ado, man, I'm the the author of. So many books, man. Uh, Blue Lives Murder, his, his mm. brand new debut, The Streets Need a Body. Um, bitch, I own you. Um, gosh, so many books he's got out, man. But those are ones that came right off the top of my head. But yo, my brother, man, Mr. TV Scott is in the hey, building. Man. Back at it again. It's like what our third time doing this on the interviews. <laughs> Back at time. it, Rumble again. Yeah, you know. But like for people that don't know, you know, I used to write under the name Mr. Chronic 3000 when I came into business about 2012. And then yeah. I switched over to Mr. Chronic Black. And then at the water, I was like, you know what? Why don't I just use my actual name? So I just took the first initial, my first name and middle name and just figured that made me sound a little bit more professional. Hey, I did the same thing, bro. So don't feel bad. <laughs> don't feel bad. I don't feel bad, man. Don't feel bad. So. Man, we back. We back at this. We been, We back at this again, man. I mean, I guess. I mean, it seems like every time we come, me and you come on here, it's always. A, it's always. First of all, it's a great conversation. But then on yeah. top of that, it's always. We always kind of throw some. We always kind of throw a monkey wrench into the plan, and and I know that we talked about it just before we got on the air. And hold up, hold up, real quick. You might hear some water in the background. There's somebody doing the dishes. We just got from eating. <laughs> So, if you hear that in the background, there's somebody doing the dishes, so don't pay it no mind. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel you. And Miss Yvette Williams, uh, Miss Yvette Wilson said, hello. Hi, Miss Wilson. Thank you so much for tuning in to us. Yeah, 
Because she was like, where y'all at? I'm waiting. I'm like, all we right. Here, we here, Miss. We here, Miss Yvette. We here. <laughs> Miss, my, my, my sister, Miss Colleen, Miss Colleen Williams is in the building. Hey, Colleen. Hey. Thank you for in. Most definitely appreciate you for doing that. So before we even jump into this little interview, I know we, we chatted about this a little bit, and I know we not we not gonna really jump on it like that, but we but I want to uh, but I do want to talk about it in a, in a later episode, and we'll talk about that sometime soon. But I mean, Rover's way, man, crazy craziness. Oh, white man fucking up again. Yep, craziness. Uh, it's, I mean, like it's like what fifty years. Yes, it's been that way. I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I mean, you're really taking away somebody's right of choice. Like yep. I was saying earlier, I don't really want to get too heavy into it. I don't know how in this day and age, in this era where everyone's easily offended and stuff, I just think for the most part, I, like I said, if it's, what if it's in a sexual assault, baby? You know what I mean? And, and yeah. she doesn't. It, it was one thing before when she had a choice if she wanted to keep it, then that was her choice. But now you're like basically saying if she doesn't want to keep it, then she ain't got no choice. She still got to do it anyway. Yep. And the thing, and the one thing that I think that it's going to be very pervasive for is rape victims. Yeah. Because now it's like you don't got a choice but to keep it, and it's like, and I and I and, and I and I know me and you think along the same lines when it comes to this. Most women would not want to keep a rapist child. Yeah, I mean there are some that will, but yeah. you know. But so for some, for some, they might not, you know. But it's, right. it's, that should be their choice. Yeah, you know, and you t- you just took away something that was the most important thing to a woman as far as you know childbearing or reproductive rights. Do I do I want to keep a do I want to keep a baby? Do I want to keep a child? Mm-hmm. I said we. I mean, and we're not gonna get into the nuts and bolts of that because we could probably be here for the majority of the majority of the evening talking about that. Yeah, other things, but. <clears throat> But the main the main focus of why we here right now is to talk about to talk about these books you got out, man. First of all, congratulations on um your book, your book debuting, first of all, in the top in the top 50 to yeah. initially, and now slow, slowly, now slowly but surely climbing up that ladder. So, first of all, congratulations on that, man. That's I appreciate that. That is that that is no that is no mean feat. That is no mean feat at all. Yeah, man, I was like the first time. It, the first time it happened, I believe it was RJ. He he put up a post, and I'm like, huh? I'm like, I'm I'm where? And then like, you know, my wife, she put it, then she showed me something. I'm like, huh? So I'm like, literally looking and looking like, yo, where are y'all seeing this at? She's like, no, you got to go in the bed. You got to go in the part that says new releases. So I'm looking at new releases. I'm like, oh shit, my shit really is there. I mean, that's that felt good because the last time I had a book on the bestsellers list was um the Pastors Community Day. So I'm like still just grasping the, the whole concept that like, damn, you're really a best-selling author now. I mean, it's you're really a best-selling author. Yeah. Wow. I mean, no, that's that, that's no that's no mean feat by any stretch of the imagination. That's no mean feat. I mean, but it all but it also lets you, but it also should be an indication of that. Somebody that there's a lot of people out there that like that that really, really are really digging what you write it and they they really they really appreciate it. They really yeah. appreciate the time and the effort what you do. You know it's crazy. I've always said, like for the past ten years, I mean, you've been in this, you've been in this business a while. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's not easy getting an audience. And uh, I always felt like I'm known, but I think I'm more known for my Facebook post and my actual book. So to start having people actually know me for what I'm supposed to be known for, the books, is is is, is a lot. 
you know, it's, it's a great accomplishment, you know. It's humbling. It's real humbling. Most definitely. I mean, and when I saw the post with RJ, like, wait a minute. He cracked. He cracked the t- He cracked the top fifty on a on a debut. On a debut. Okay, what's that's what's up. That is what's up. And we both know that the urban lit business, the urban lit field, the genre is so saturated, so saturated with all kind of things. And I'm like, jeez. Yeah. But I mean, but just to come, just to come in at top fifty, bro. That's 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 a that's a feat. And, I, and again, congratulations on that, man. And then, like I said, you're slowly but surely climbing up that ladder. You know, soon you probably you soon real soon you probably you'll break into that top, break into that top twenty, and then we'll talk. Then, then, then we're gonna be talking about top ten, and then maybe top five, then probably then top dog. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm coming for top dog status. I want that title. Yeah, man. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm coming for the title. Okay. <laughs> I got I got to have that. I got to have a heavyweight strap, brother. Yeah, man. The one thing that I asked RJ when I talked to him, and I and I and I ask you the same question, man. Um, his answer was a bit. His answer was, you know, surprising, but not, but not necessarily so. Yeah. When you look at urban lit, especially now, more specifically, what you write with your street lit, how do you, what do you think? How do, what, how do you feel on the state of that right now? Do you think it's improving, or do you think it's, or is 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 there is there any regression with that? I'm sitting here debating. Do I give the executive answer or do I give my real answer? I think I'll go with my real answer. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't. I don't think I really. Well, what the streets need to buy that was. You could say that is street lit. I just try to put more of a realistic spin on the street lit part of it. Right. But don't get me wrong. There are some street lit books out there that are great. They're realistically great and they draw you in. And then some shit. I was like, all right, y'all are really just copying what the last person did. Y'all are just doing what's popular. None of this shit makes sense. It's like, okay, y'all just y'all just doing whatever just to get a cheap sale. You know, no. I think this is there needs to be a balance, you know. And my thing is if you can't pull street lit off, somebody needs to tell you. It's like it's like having a friend that can't sing. Somebody needs to tell you you can't sing. <laughs> Somebody's got to tell you, like, nah. Somebody someone needs to do you like they should have did Omarion and Ray J and all them last night. It's like, no, nah, it's not it. It's not it. <laughs> you know what? I stopped watching that the first. I stopped watching that the first thirty minutes, dog. You know I, I couldn't watch. I couldn't get away. It was like it was like watching a car wreck. You just couldn't stop. Yeah, that was the that was the worst. I, I, that was the worst. <laughs> worst, worst ever. Like, who thought of this? Who who thought of this shit? Hey, shit, man. They get they gave me hope. Like, man, I, you know what? I could actually be a singer. They gave me hope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know? your answer is your answer is and RJ's are pretty much they, they're different, but to me they're they're the same. He he said he thought in his eyes he thought it was improving, but I mean it it is, but it's not. But again, remember, we both all three of us know that this is yeah extremely saturated, heavily. And, you know, I think we're probably why it's so oversaturated because. I don't think a lot of people take the industry serious. I think a lot of people come in, they see that it's, it's, it's a good hookup. Well, I yeah. can make some money off of doing books. I can write this street shit. I can do this shit and make some money. But people understand when you come in this game, like that money, if you're lucky enough, it may take off right away for you. But for most people, it's not going to take off right away. It's, it's going to be some years. It's going to take some time before it hits off. I, I, I think I've quit like 8 million times within 10 years. <laughs> yeah. I think I've literally said, man... 
I don't know. Can we cuss on? Can we cuss on here or? Yeah, come on, man. You know, we okay. we, we, we started. <laughs> I feel like I'd be like, man, fuck this shit. I'm. You can see, you see all the posts I put up, man. Fuck this shit. I don't want to do this yeah. shit no more. You're gonna go through them days. Yeah, you know. And that's the uh, that, that's the one thing I think that uh, we someone uh, an up and coming author that's coming into the game. Look, you know, first of all, understand that it's overly saturated. Yeah. Number two, understand that what you write, what you write, it has to be different and unique than anything else that's already out there. Exactly. You got to stand out. Yeah. Because if you don't stand out, everybody's still, everybody going to roll with status quo and they still going to go with what's popular and what's good. Hey, look they're not, not going to roll with um, what's, what's out there because they're you, RJ, um, so many um, Missy Vet, so many other people, so many other authors out here that are hitting gems and nobody, see, nobody sees those diamonds in the rough. You know, I think I think a lot of toxic books is really taking off too. Yeah, you know, that's like when I did "Bitch I Own You," even though it was a serious topic, I'm like, I need something that gets people's attention. But I bet you if I say "Bitch I Own You," I bet you that to get a whole lot of people's attention, and it did. You know, I look at Quan Mills. I'm not knocking him on what he's doing. You know, do do it gets, do it worse for you, but he got Word. the recipe. He put out some crazy ass titles, and it gets people talking. You got, and that's what we mean. You got to stand out. You got to get people talking. Yeah. And that dude have that dude I mean, have some titles. I'll be like, that'd be some head scratches, like Yeah, like you know, you know she got roaches in her crib and <laughs> pregnant by my granddad. Well, I, I don't know, man, but <laughs> them titles be making you I'm like somebody actually thought that this was a good okay. And and people are gonna look at that and they once they figure out that damn this is really a book, then they're gonna go read. Of course. And I always tell people don't if you don't not don't knock the don't if it don't if, it, if the cover doesn't look good don't knock it because there's still gonna be this it's gonna be some substance inside. Yeah, like if you look at white books, a lot of their covers aren't that fucking dope. Nah, oh hell no, basic. You know, but they be having but the you see people think oh you can have the dopest book cover in the world and be the and be the, the sorriest book ever, and you can have a book that's got a so so cover. But the book is dope. But until we get off this judging books by the cover, it's going to stay the way it is, bro. That's you know what I would. Let me tell you, none, none of Tom Clancy's covers were great. No, but the but once you once you crack or once you get beyond that and you read it, are you ever read Danielle Steele's books? Yeah, none of her covers were like anything, but she's made millions. Yeah, I mean you. And I tell folks, okay, you can have the dope. I mean, you can have the dopest cover ever, but if you got shit content inside of it, then yeah, yeah. not gonna work, dog. Not gonna work. But, not at all. And I and I've learned, I've, and I had to learn that. I've, I had to learn that lesson as I move from, like, as I move from under a contract to being about to going for going for self. Now I'm like, well, yeah, this ain't got this ain't got to be elaborate or nothing like that. I can just keep this like bad simple. And that's another thing people got to understand what you just said. Like if, if you're gonna go self, you gotta understand that's 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 you really gotta love this business because that's a task in itself, self-publishing, because everything is on you. Yep, everything is on you. Yeah, you can get with a label, but like we're probably jumping ahead real quick. It's like with, with seven crowns, like uh 
being CEO seven crown, it's still stuff as a CEO, and I'm still learning as a first time CEO. Yeah, and I won't take anybody on right now because it's like, why would you sign to a publishing company and the CEO is still trying to get their name discovered? You know what I mean? If they can't get their audience, not saying me, but I'm just saying this is what new authors should look for when they're coming into business. If the publishing company you're getting to cannot even get an audience for themselves, what the fuck are they gonna do for you? They're gonna put your book out there for 99 cents when Amazon's gonna eat it up like 65% of it, and then they're gonna take another half and you stuck with peanuts. I ain't doing that because it, like you said, it's as a self-published author, everything is now is strictly on you. You're you're absorbing all that cost. Mm-hmm. Publishing. Um, if you gotta pay for you most definitely gotta pay for an editor if you're not if you're not good at it yourself. Yeah, and even, even if you are there, you still need another you still need another pair of eyes. Yep. Before matter. Cover design. Exactly. You know, if you probably gonna have to have some form of marketing in place. Is it most definitely, you know, and that's not gonna be cheap. Nope. You then you got to have a plan uh, have a strategy and a plan for once this book releases all in all the way up to this book's the book's entire entire life cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you gotta figure out how long after the book comes out, how long am I gonna continue to promote it? You know, I mean I say promote it all the way till you get ready to do the next book. Yep. But for some people that um, some people that I know their their cycle of from one book to the next is like mad short. <sighs> oh my god. I said like wait a minute, you a six month cycle from one from one book to the next? You ain't even got a proper buzz for the first book you threw out yet. You know what it is? It's like I know it's a lot of things with music, movies, and books. It's that whole opening weekend thing. Everyone's concerned with opening numbers. Don't worry about opening numbers because at the end of the day, that slow burn is going to be even greater in the end. Like people may not know about you at first, but they're going to catch on to you because your, your success is not determined by opening week or the first couple of weeks or the first thirty day numbers. Okay, okay, it, it, it'll catch on. There's always someone out there who's not familiar with you. Yeah. And they'll take a chance on you. Yeah. But it, I think the far simple fact of that is like kind of far in between, though, because, again, people people roll with who they're comfortable with. Exactly. And I I personally don't mind, you know, reading somebody, read a new person stuff because, I mean, different perspective, different outlook, a different way of how they present their material. It's, it's a lot of great it's a lot of great amazing talent out there that doesn't get the proper respect they deserve you know you had people like not you know i know i'm seeming a little biased but you had people like vet wilson you had yep. people like author tn jones yep. uh who she was also on the show as well colleen who is here on the show got a yep. lot of talented authors you know you know even hell i even say it even even willie leblanc you know what i mean man <laughs> they don't get the, the credit they deserve because all this other oversaturated shit is just like it's taking over. You know what? That that that's a, that's another that's another brother. That's another brother. I I I try I try to get by. I try to get behind as much as I can. You know, when he said he was he was taken off, I'm like, please don't, <laughs> just don't. <laughs> but you know, but I but you but I understand because people have to take move away from what they're doing mm-hmm. because. Life just happens. Yeah. And I get it. I do get it. But, man, but let's talk about the streets need a body, man. Yes, sir. Talk about that. Now, this, a day, another debut book that debut. So, for those who don't know, 
<laughs> this book debuted at number 42 uh, when it initially released. Currently, and I'm saying currently because this may, this may, may have changed. Yeah. Currently, it sits at 32. Or to their top 50. To the top, whatever their top, whatever it is. Um, I, don't, I don't do numbers like that, and I really don't watch things like that. But when when you see what a, when you have a brother when you have a brother like this and you support this person and you want you you follow you follow them you want to make sure that they what they do you you follow them and you see what they're doing and it make for me it makes me want to go a little bit harder to paint but but let's talk about this man the streets need a body first of all the it debuted at forty two that was currently at thirty two you know what what Ellen what what pulled this all together man you mean as far as like how how the story came together yeah. Um, you know what? I don't, I think this was the first actual street fiction book I ever wrote in my entire 10 year career. The book, was, <laughs> the book was originally called Street Love Blood Money, but ah. it wasn't really picking up steam like that. You know, nobody was checking for it in the publishers I was signed to. They really weren't pushing it. So I decided I was going to, you know, redo it and rebrand it. And that's where, you know, Vet Wilson, that's where the wife came in at. And because she has she has a rebrand, that's one of her many companies that she has that she re- helps people rebrand. She said, I'm gonna help you rebrand everything. But I was just sitting here one day, I'm like, you know what? And this was another one of those weed things. You're just sitting here thinking, like, you know what? I'm gonna change the title of that shit. I saw I saw somebody <laughs> comment on something on the post about 50 Cent, and somebody had yelled out the streets need a body. And I said, Yeah, I'm gonna change the name of the book to the streets need a body because people are familiar with that. Now all I need is a dope cover, and all I need is somebody dope that can bring that that cover to life and I need like if you haven't seen if they haven't seen the covers basically a body in the middle of the street and a hand reaching out coming to get the body yeah nobody gonna have no shit like that nope and you know I think yeah I think you know where that came from I think that came from um which it was that was a power raising Canaan. yeah Canaan raising Canaan and where I think um old girl at another dinner that Jew was talking to he he said that the streets need a body yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, Sean, he was doing a song. The streets need a boss. So, you know, since they all familiar with that term, I'm gonna call the book that. Yep, that's what's up, man. So, so that's so that you that just is brought together, man. You know, and this is put together. I mean, you know, and I know I I know you. I I I've read your books personally. I know that when you when if i if i read the tv sky book i know it's gonna have it's gonna be a real world situation <laughs> that's real life but it's gonna be fictitious but it's but it's gonna also make you do but it's also gonna make you lose your dude use your doodle but then, you know with that book is i wanted to do a street fiction book but i also i didn't want to be like all the other ones i still wanted to be a message because i'm like right. i'm like fans of movies like boys in the hood and menace of society and even right. though it had the street element there was always a message in it somewhere so that's one thing I wanted to do with this book. I wanted to make sure that through all the fuckery that goes on in this book, all the nonsense that goes on, I still want there to be a message, but not too preachy. But enough, you know, you know, the old saying is you got to mix the medicine with the food. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Now, dude, now because because that's because that's kind of been like, at least for me, reading a lot of things that you've written, that's been your M.O. for quite some time. And for me, it's I know for me, for reading certain things, but Blue Lives Murder was something that was quite cathartic for me, mm-hmm. and, I yeah. gonna, and I ain't gonna even I ain't gonna even lie. It was like, oh, I I gotta I gotta I gotta release off reading that right there. I'm like, okay, I'm, I feel now I feel better about this. 
about oh, representation. Oh, them white people still trying to get it taken off of Amazon. It ain't going, it ain't going nowhere. The funny part about it is if it there's a there's a and for no, I'm gonna say this again for and I'm this is a shame, this is a shameless plug for me about for you to you. For those who haven't read Blue Lives Murder, and I'm not saying and for those who have not read that, please go check it out. It is a great book. First of all, talks about a subject that we that we as human beings, and I'm not saying black, I'm, I'm saying human beings, not just black and white folk, that we don't talk about very all that we don't put on a table and address. And it really speaks to a lot of things that a lot that a lot of us on both sides on both sides of the fence are feeling. Exactly. Whether it's and it's it is very powerful. So I ain't got so that's a, that's my shameless plug for me to you, dog. So <laughs> I mean, especially when it when it was, and for me, it was I couldn't. It's cause a cover to cover read. It, I read I literally read it in one city because I wanted to know what what was gonna happen next. I'm like, you know what? Let me and and I'm and I'm the type of person that's not easily sway like that because i usually don't read books from cover to cover i usually just maybe read yeah. a little bit come back to it read a little bit come back to it but to read this from cover to cover yeah you know it's crazy because it's a couple that's of characters it's a couple characters from that book that's in street need that the streets need a body what oh okay. yeah yeah so when you oh, get a chance get wayne 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 and jay murder make an appearance <laughs> Them two crazy, them two crazy fuckers. Oh boy. Yeah, they they make an appearance in this book, and they play Ooh. they play they play a big part in this story. Oh boy, this is gonna be hot. This gonna be this gonna be hot off the press. Now I see why I debut so hot like that, man. You know, but again, knowing that that's your that's been your mo for a while. You know, do you do you feel do you feel do you do you feel confident in in going in that going there still continuing in that path? You know what. Your writing style, most most definitely. Um, one thing I would just tell, especially new authors, find your lane. You know, everybody has their lane. You know what I mean? You know, you might have someone like we talked about earlier with Quan Mills. He does his 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 thing, the ratchet titles, and that's his lane. He gets you sucked in. Then you have the other Quan. You know, he he does his street fishing. Yes, five street fishing. That's the first thing everybody's going to come up with. Quan. You know, you got to find your lane. My lane is just, you know, telling them real life reality stories, but making fictions, making real life seem crazier than fiction. That's that's my lane. So you got to get to find your lane. Yep, that's what's up. Man. And I love that, bro. I love I love that about you, bro, because no matter what you do, you it's all you are. It's always you're always going to be authentic. You always going to be who you are, regardless of anything else. And it shows in your writing, you know. You know what they say, no matter where you go, there you are. <laughs> yes, indeed. Stevie, yes, sir. And Miss Kali put dropped the uh, dropped the little gem in here. She said, I love how you all how you are always giving your wife props. She is my biggest inspiration. I've always admired you. You are dope. But how but but how but let's see. Not give up after three books. How do I give how do I not give up after three books and no one knows who I am? Like you said, the cover is one thing, but the message is another. So how do I keep pushing forward and what is your inspiration for doing so? You just gotta keep like three books, just just keep going. It's it's, go, it's gonna be frustrating. I'm not I'm not even gonna bullshit you. It's gonna be frustrating. You're gonna have days that you really are gonna wanna quit, but you gotta find something to really engage readers into your books 
sometimes you might have to engage them. We're, we're in this era of social media. So you might have to engage them in a little more social media. I don't know, like for me, for 10 years, I've always put up like either funny posts, either I've been cussing somebody out <laughs> or enlightening you on something, but people are knowing my name, you know? But so you have to do something. I'm not saying she should go that route, but I'm saying you have to do something that gets people knowing your name also outside of your books. Like what else is she known for? Maybe start going live more, doing more live videos and like wherever you are doing live, doing something crazy or just something that just gets people's attention. Because sometimes that draws them to your books, too. So when you put the book out there, they're like, you know, I didn't know you write, but I've been watching your live videos all the time. I never knew you wrote books, but it's going to take time and get in these book groups, too, and start really promoting in the book groups. So, yeah. And even to add to that, Kali, you know, we've talked about this um, a while. We talked about this a couple of times as well. You know, it's the it's tempting to give up and say, mm-hmm. "The hell with this." Yeah, after trust me, I've contemplated on more than one occasion. You know, when my now for me, it's you have more that we you have more books out than I do. I'm, I have what four that well three that i've written and then another another four that i've contributed to as a co-author but i i, I literally count i literally count what i've written not yeah. what not what i've contributed to so it's easy to because it's easy to try to, to give up because especially when you feel that you're not finding your lane or finding your audience or you feel like no one's really feeling your content or what you're writing on and those those are the times where me that I think like, you know what I'm still I'm still gonna write I'm still gonna write this book I'm still gonna write this yeah. book of poetry I'm still gonna write this this novel I'm still gonna write this art I'm still gonna write this because somebody out someone out there is going to be like gonna pick that book up and they're gonna be like damn she wrote something that was but that was bomb that was bomb as hell and I can relate to that and it's and it only it takes only it takes one person. You know so what you else? Get that way of going. You know what else too helps too? And this is all I'm just waiting for before because I'm about to go back to doing this too. Social media is cool, the internet is cool, but them streets, baby, get them paperbacks. Hit them the streets. When I was working, I would sit there, I would sell my book on a train. If someone was sitting there reading a the book, I sit there asking what, what they like reading. Sometimes at one of my earlier books. I sold just simply just sitting there reading my own paperback and someone saw the cover and was reading over my shoulder and started asking me about a book. So them a copy, they started telling people right there on the train about the book. I go to my job and I let me make sure everybody knew I wrote books and I make sure when payday come here, all right, here I am with these books. You know what I mean? So if, you, if you're working, get them people on your job to buy your books, get people out there in the street because if you, even if you're not popping on the internet, okay, we already know a lot of times social media shit is bogus anyway. Exactly. Get, the real readers are in the streets. Get them readers. Yeah. Get them readers because they're the ones that read. They're the ones that spread your word word of mouth and start hitting some of these mom and pop bookstores and getting your stuff on consignment there too. Man, look when I tell you the 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 advantages of doing that. Mm-hmm. The advantages of doing that to to be able to have your book in a physical store, someone can actually see it. They can touch it. They can feel it. They can read it. Exactly. And then on top of that, having just being just being somewhere, I mean, you know, and people, people there, I, and I think people, a lot of people are looking at big box now, like Walmart, Target. Nah, I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking about that because because big box isn't where it is. Exactly. 
it's bomb, it's bomb and pop stop, bomb and pop stores. Because another they, thing, you said you do poetry books, right? Yeah. Well, poetry. I started, I started, I started doing that now. Po poetry slams. You know, you're doing poetry slams, have a little table or something, or have copies of your books where people yep. can buy your work there. Like anywhere you can get people that read or you know would like your stuff, go there. Do you, if this is if this festival's coming up in your city, try to get a table. Because don't let social media be the end all be all. Because the real money's not on social media. The real money's oh. out there in the streets. Yep. So, Colleen, I hope that what me and uh, me and Troy said was was something that would, that you that can help you. I mean, internet, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, and all those those are those are cool things. But your real readers are out there. Your real readers are out there. Yeah. In, in the streets are where you. The streets are where you live. You know, hit up a hit up a library. Hit up a mom and pop do a book um do a book reading at a library. Yep. If there's nope. there's 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 a if there's like a festival or like some sort of event and you can get there as a vendor, do mm -hmm. it. I would always look at it like this. Uh, I don't know if you know you probably know the story of Lauren Hill. I remember one yep. time I was doing a show in Job Corps and we we were we were performing on stage. I'm gonna say this: I got booed out the building. I see out the building. I literally walked out the building back to my dorm and cried that whole weekend. My homie who was up on stage with me, he shared the story. And I never knew this about Lauren Hill. He said, you know, the first time she did Apollo, she was a little girl. They booed the shit out of her. Yep. I'm thinking, all right, what's this got to do with me? But she's like, well, look where she at now. So it's not where you start. It's where you finish. Yep, because the beginning is just you just coming out the gate. It's, yeah. the, rest of, it's the rest of the race you where's the rest of the race you, race you should be concerned about. Exactly. Cause I mean, so what you get off to a slow start? Yeah, it ain't about where they. It's not how about you start. It's always, it's always about how you finish. Exactly, cause you can you can stall out running running a sprint during a marathon. Yep, and, and a marathon is a longer longer race than just a sprint. Anyway, it's it's all about pace, all about pace. Exactly. I mean, some authors get out the gate and they get out the gate fast, and then they just fizzle out. Yeah, man. And I'm, this person was, I mean, and you, and you, and you can tell. I won't, I won't say you can tell, but you can see some folks that just come out the gate like, like gangbusters, and all of a sudden, you know, they just, they just pop. You know, like what the hell? What happened to them? They just pop. They just rolled off. But that, that unfortunately, that is the nature of the business that we have chosen to engage in. Exactly. That's, that's going to be any nature of the of the entertainment business. Yep. Look, look, look at actors. How many times have you seen an actor in a movie and you're like, man, I love this person's work. And then one day you just happen to be sitting there and you see some old work they did from like six, seven years. Like, damn, like, I didn't know they was in that. Yeah, they've been putting in work for a long time. And you just never know what your breakout role, your breakout song, what your breakout book is going to be, you know? Yep. But it'll come. Yeah. So, Colleen, don't get, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up on that pen because I mean, if you're, if you're writing, if you're putting out stuff that you know can help somebody, or you know someone can read and they can relate to, mm -hmm. do it. You know, it, it, hell, that that's the simple fact that with me is, you know, it only got to be an audience. I can, I, most time, I just write for me anyway. Yeah. So I mean, if, if I if I'm writing for me and somebody reads it, someone can relate to it. I'm good. I'm good on that. I mean, some people find that difficult though, you know, because they want that 
they want the accolades and the adoration. And- oh, trust me, I know. I, I wanted all that too because you, you, it's easy to get caught up in like, damn. You be sitting. There, you ever just sometimes look at certain authors? You be like, how the fuck is they honoring this person? They ain't anywhere <laughs> as good as me. I'm twenty times better than them. Yeah, but you don't want to come off sounding like a hater. But you know, deep down, you just like how, you know? Exactly. I'm like, I could, I could do, I could do what he do better. I mean, my, my power level nine thousand. What you mean? <laughs> what you mean? I, I'm, I'm, I'm just as powerful as someone else is. But, you know, but people but like, like it early. Like it. it goes back to folks standing, just recognizing where your lane is and just and riding in it. Exactly. What works for others may not work for you, you know? Because yep. I remember when I was first going through it, the first thing, hey, this is the one thing, it was one, one of my biggest pet peeves. People were always be like, well, did you try this? Did you try that? Like, man, I didn't did all that shit. Then, then she run down how you did all that stuff they recommend and no one has nothing to say. Of course. So that's when but you got to find out, all right, what do I got to do? Like, like my first, like the first book that really got me noticed was not right under the name is the Chronic Black, Caesar the Devil. And I was in this, this book called this book group called Real Nigga Radio back then. That's how yeah. I knew our, our publisher at Diamond Cut. Yeah. But I digress. So um, and the whole purpose of that group was to support each other. And so when Caesar the Devil came out, I'm like, damn, where's all the support? Ain't nobody supporting. I literally cussed everybody out in the group. I made a post cussing everybody out, and the next thing them, them sales started going up. I mean, like, that's all I had to do was just cuss people out. <laughs> Sometimes the weirdest thing gets people. Cause they're not, cause they now they won't be interested until until you until you say until you got something to say or until you yeah. say something weird like, where the hell this where the hell where, where this shit come from? He he over here mild man like Clark Kent. All of a sudden, this dude done turning the turn the Wolverine all of a sudden. <laughs> but yeah, I, don't, I don't recommend anybody go out and cuss everybody out. But my, you know my point was like you know you never know what's gonna get people. Yeah, and it's like so so the one thing I want to ask so you know because I know you went you. I won't say you bounced around because to say you bounced around kind of doesn't sound correct or proper. No, go ahead. Let's keep it real. I, I did. So you bounced around from one publisher to the next. Mm-hmm. You know, so we 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 shared we shared we but we were both for publishing brothers under 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 DKP, and then you wrote you was up on another publishing company, and so I won't say you bounced around. It was kind of like you, but we went from one thing to the next. But what what? What was it? What was the straw that made you decide to say, "Hey, look, I'm just gonna do this on my own"? Like when I first came in this business in 2012, I came in with a collection of friends. You know, what I mean, we were our right. own little, we were our own little writing group. Right. You know, what I mean, and we were all just self-publishing ourselves. You know, I didn't know nothing about uploading books, so we had someone in the group that knew how to do all that. So I was self-publishing. And I think the first person I signed to he was a company called Bad Apple. But the thing they all had in common was I just really didn't like how they was promoting me as an author. Right. You know, and if, when you look at how other people are not promoting the way you feel like you should be treated, you're like, you know what? I'm just better off doing this shit by myself, man. It, it'll take longer, but you know what? It's better than sitting here wasting my time here on these labels that ain't going to do me no justice. I can just do this myself. Yep. So, I mean, and I, and I think so a lot of us get to that point where, geez, I could I could, I could, I could incur the headaches, all the headaches that I didn't, that I didn't want by myself. But I mean, it'll be worth all the headaches in the end. Yeah, but it's, it's, this business is gonna be a, this business is gonna be a hate the minute you get in it. Oh, for <laughs> sure, for sure. 
gosh. So so you talk so you so now you're out on your old. Mm-hmm. Now now we now we progress now you we progress to you know you got you did you put a couple books out on your own, you know, with and I, and I know just from personally talking to you with uh with bitch I own bitch I own you there were there were challenges, yeah, and you overcame those challenges, and so now bitch I own you was out and and, I, and to me I think that was that was that should have been to some critical acclaim as well because again. A subject that we don't talk about as black folks, but we type we tend to tap dance around it, but don't necessarily address it. Hold on, real quick, cause someone just set me up. Okay, make a all right for Kyle. I'm gonna say this one last thing. I just got a request to tell you this: make them see her through her work. Make them see you through your work. Yep. And I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna throw that in here. Make you know if, if folks won't see you like that, make them see you. Through the words that you write and through your your work, because mm-hmm. your work will stand out and speak for you well before any words you say. Exactly. So, well, yeah, back to bitch, I own you. <laughs> so we we know. So like I said, you t- we we spoke personally, we spoke privately, and you we there were challenges. Yeah. Um, some obstacles that had to be overcome. Overcome. You know, with a little help, we you know help and some investigation and then some experimentation. <laughs> <laughs> You know those obstacles were overcome. Bitch, I own you was out. Came to critical acclaim. I think should have been to critical acclaim. I mean, I don't, I don't know about anybody else, but hey, when you talk, when you write about subjects that nobody wants to, some folks tap dancing around and don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. That's usually that's a that's a that's just to tell some folks something. I mean, I personally liked the book because yeah. it was, I personally liked it. I don't know about anybody else, but hey, another shameless plug. Please go get bitch, I own you. The reason I'm saying that is because it's a subject that we it's, number one is a subject that nobody talks about. Well, we talk about it, but we tap dance around it. Especially exactly. black so if you if you really want to really want to really get a real gritty understanding of what this what DV what DV is and what it's about and how it and how it affects both ends of the spectrum for both both people, both men and women from both ends of the spectrum, get bitch out on you. So now that that's out, now that that's now that that's out, now you you're on a roll, and now you were trying to put some other things out. What some I guess I and I don't I don't know whether you came across some technical issues or just maybe just waiting on the perfect timing, mm-hmm. things of that. But now now you now I see that you're on a roll. You got the streets need a body. Um, you also what was it? You had another book that you put out. Um, yeah. Chronicling your chronicling your chronicling your marriage. Dirty, the true story of a lion, bitch. Yeah, yeah, that lion motherfucker. <laughs> so I, I gotta ask you this, man. You know what? What really? What prompted you to kind of put that out? Was it just because it was just something you had to get off your chest, or was it just something that you really just wanted to write about to kind of just give you know that one last bit of release? It was, it was, it was a little bit of everything. I, I really wasn't going to do. It. I was just going to just leave it alone. But the thing is, like. People that I know in real life always keep asking, yo, whatever happened with you and so-and-so? What happened to you and so-and-so? I'm like, you know what? I'll just write, I'll just write this shit in the book. So next time anybody asks me, here, go buy the book. It's all in the book. And then I also feel like, you know what? I can I, I, I could do this because you know what? I'll probably get clowned for some of the things I did in this book, you know, being, you know, 
some some guys are probably in the you know probably think oh you you did what you got to do this and this and this. all right well fuck it is what it is but it was more so i got tired of people asking me about it and i figured i might as well go ahead and tell a story because people also kept telling you, you should you author why don't you tell about it in the book so it kind of served as therapy too while i was writing it but it had nothing to do with me like some people thought i wrote the book i was broken or i i was miserable no I, I sat on that story for like eight years. We never really had plans to write it until I got tired of people asking me about it in real life. Yeah. So that's where it really came about. And I knew I needed a good title. So I felt like she did me dirty. She was a lying bitch. So I knew that would catch people's attention. There you go. And the funny part about it is when people ask that, you would just do that to be vindictive. No, no ma'am, no, sir. Mm-hmm. I was all, I, I had already went through my healing process. Yeah. But you know, it's crazy. It's like, would people say that? And I mentioned this at the end of that book, Dirty Too. Would people, it's different because if a woman was to write about a man and say Dirty, the, the true story of a trifling ass nigga, nobody would say she was being trifling. But the minute us as men start speaking our truth, we're bitter, we're hurt. Damn, boo, who hurts you? And all that. What's, what's some of the other classes we get hit with? Who hurt, who hurt you? Or why you, you just, now you just being extra sensitive. You know, I mean, probably the way you is probably she didn't want to be, you know, the, the classics we always get hit with as men. Because somewhere out there, there's I this narrative. Be yeah. Because somewhere there's this narrative out there that we don't that we don't feel and we don't hurt either. They 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 would be wrong. They would be wrong about that narrative. Yeah. Very wrong. But you know, we we both we both know where that comes from. Mm-hmm. And we both know the dis, the dysfunction that, that operates in. Cause all I, cause I'll be like, you know what? You can call me what you want, but I know, but I know what I am. So you can exactly. kill that noise. But then, so now that came out and now, you know, now we're, now you rolling along and rolling along and now the streets the body comes out. What, what made, what made you decide to run, to jump off into entrepreneurships and entrepreneurship and then Really, 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 really jump off the deep end, the deep end, jump off into the deep end and publish it. Once again, that goes back to the missus, Vet Wilson, because one day, because my, my nickname for her is actually Seven Crown. You know what I mean? So one day we're just talking and she's like, what do you think of the name Seven Crown for a business? So I'm like, I think it sounds like a dope name for a business. OK, boom, it's yours. I'm like, what do you mean it's yours? And like, boom, like she really, literally, you talk about a just because gift. Fellas, when your woman gives you a just because gift in the form of an LLC business, she's a keeper. Damn. Yeah, she's a yeah. keeper. Now, I did not know that. So, man, look here. Cool. So, Yvette, kudos to you, first of yeah. all. I mean, and it really goes to just her, just her really recognizing the potential that you the potential and what it what it can what it can end up being mm-hmm. and uh, i think and this is just my honest opinion really honest this is my real honest opinion i think a lot of relationships kind of fizzle out basically fizzle out because they don't see because they 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 see they see the potential of what it could be but they don't but they don't act on the potential yeah you know? They see, they see, okay, this guy has the potential to be great and do great things, but they don't act. They don't, what I mean by act on the potential, I mean they don't help realize the potential. They don't push, they don't prod, they don't poke, they don't put you in, they don't put you in uncomfortable situations to make you go harder. 
Yeah, and you, you got to be put in those uncomfortable situations. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's been days. I'm pretty sure she want to stand in the mirror and practice her alibi. Well, officer, um, see what happened was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I didn't have her. I'm sure she didn't have them days when she thought about it. But, you know, like you said, that's that's that pushing. You need somebody that's going to push you. Because yeah. especially, if you, especially this way, I understand like a lot of guys. And you, you've, you've heard these stories about women that would sit there and they'll bigger guy and they'll build them up. Then he gets on and then he just leaves them. I, I never really understand it because it's like you really you turned your back on the person that believed in you when nobody else did. That's stupid. Yep. That's stupid. That's the person you stay with. That's the person that has your back. What are you doing? You know, but I'm, I'm still learning a lot of things as being a CEO. But, you know, I, I have her there. She's there to help me out. You know, if I, if I if I can't get the answer from her, which I usually get most of the answers from her anyway, but she's always going to be there. And sometimes I'll go to her sister, her pen sister, Raquel Williams, sometimes and, and get some advice on being the CEO. You know, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I don't know anything. So if it wasn't for her helping me, yeah, I, I don't know where I'd be right now. It's, it's, and it's okay to say you get help. Bro, I'm telling you right now, this just be old, just this whole this podcast LLC thing. I mean, I had no I'm, I was I'm like I, I was like you I'm like yeah I was like you like you are right now I had no idea mm-hmm. of what I was walking into just just I just 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 follow just following just following what I like to do and try to try to make it happen next thing you know boom LLC home hold on what what and then this is something and I'm looking at this paper like I did it <laughs> but the reality Let's see. I've been doing this for like a little, almost two years now. But the the reality of it hasn't really hit me yet. Has it still hasn't hit me just yet that I'm an actual business that I'm an actual business owner. So the reality of it hasn't hit me yet. Same with me. I'm like, damn, I own a business. And then I say it again, damn, I own a business. And, and it's like, and it, and it sounds better every time I say it. But you own a business. Yeah, when you but when you but like you but when you walk into a green, you're like, look, you thank you for the gift, but I have no earthly idea what the hell I'm gonna do with this. <laughs> exactly. You just like, like, like I know I'm gonna fall on my face. I know I'm a drown. I don't have no clue what I'm doing. You know. But so then but you, you have just, people that don't that will that will throw you that life preserver. And like know, this, people that you talk to that you reach out to. And I mean, look, look at you. I got to give you your props, too, because look at what you're doing. You're doing your, you're doing your podcast. I mean, you've had a lot of guests on the show over the year or the past couple of years. You know what I mean? And like, wow, I'm, I'm pretty sure when you, when you see it every week, you got a different guest on there. I'm sure at some point you got to sit like, wow, I've really got this many people tuning in my show. And bro, it's <laughs> you. You wouldn't believe the crazy. It's like I'm thinking it. it and I think, I think as you get, as you go through this, and you go through this whole process, you're thinking now. You're thinking like, damn. I've, I've, I think, I think when you get a year in, you kind, of, you'll kind of look back and be like, damn. I started from here. Look where I am now. Mm-hmm. Look where, and also look where I could, look where I could be. That was like when. Cause I know when when I first started, I, I just want I just wanted to put out great content. That was yeah. my whole thing. That was like almost a year later, and it's still 
I still say that it's great content because I have people that are aligned with me and they they believe in the vision. They and they and they want and they push it and they do whatever they can to push it forward, which is good. But it also just goes about to your own personal tenacity about wanting to make sure that it's done in the correct and the right way. And mm-hmm. most people don't look at it in that sense. They don't look at it in that sense or they don't look at it through that perspective. And I think it's important to look at it from that perspective. If you, if I mean, nobody's going to go into doing a, going into entrepreneurship to fail. No, that's not, if you're going in and you, when you're an entrepreneur, you want to succeed. No one goes into business like, you know, uh, let's see where it goes. If it doesn't go, no, you, you want to succeed. Yep. No one goes into fail. And you're going to put in, you're going to, and for me, it was about just putting in whatever stop gaps that I could to make sure that this doesn't fold, this doesn't fall, this doesn't do whatever it does. And I was like, yeah, let me do, let me make sure that I do everything that I can to make sure that this doesn't fold. Because if it folds, that's a problem. Exactly. Because you know what's crazy? Folds, there's no backup. We're both a Bob. Yep. We're both a Bob, black owned business. Yep. And and I and I take pride in that. You know. And I also take the take pride into knowing that the people that are aligned with me share the they share they they mean them. The funny thing about it is they don't the pe- people the people are aligned with you, they don't necessarily have to share the same vision. Yeah. But if they if if they can do what they can to make sure that they make sure that your vision is realized, it doesn't for me it doesn't matter the methodology. Well, as long as it's through legal means. Yeah, of course. But as long as it, it doesn't, you know, I'm, I'm I'm cool with that, with the method that whatever methodology that you use, as long as it gets done. And I think, and I, I think with you, and I think with you, and I strongly believe this because, you know, from knowing you for a few years now, you know, I know. And we I both got the Navy background and similar. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, we we both we both we both been raised we both been raised in that fire that particular that particular fire. Hmm. And we are we already know that that what what comes out of that fire you know we we're, we're changed creatures but we're also much much more determinate creatures at that so but even with you i think as you grow as you grow your as you grow this out you grow this thing out and you start bringing people on just people you, you already got people you already got one person that believes in what you're doing and that's wifey so that's yeah. first of all that's that's just that's cheerleader that's that's coo that's every that's everything that's that's everything, but then once you bring every one other when other people come in that are like minded, just like you, and all they want to do is just number one, either put good content out, or number two, just be able to write good books and be up under be up under a a label that's gonna be that ain't gonna fuck them or not gonna make them not make not make them feel undermined. That's what that I think that's what a real thing. That's what a real what is gonna really kick in. Mm-hmm. And I think. For me, that's been the cha- that's been the challenge. It, it is the other challenge because, like, I've, I've had like a few people that I know that like, you know, they see that I got the label now, so they want to get on with it. I don't mind, but keep in mind, I also know them too, so I, I already know who's. But yeah, yeah, you want to get on it? I already know they're not going to put in the work, and that's the thing. Just because I'm doing my thing now as a publisher and I know you, don't mean I'm going to automatically put you on. 
especially yeah. if I already, especially if I already know you and I know your work ethic ain't that strong or you don't like to put in the work, so I'm not gonna do it all for you. Nah. And people think that this is this is first of all, take it from two people that's been that's been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. My, my brother, my brother Troy's been doing it longer, been in the book game a little longer than I have, but I but I learned, but I learned just from listening to him and RJ. This is this is not a this is not a ready-made process. You can't you can't you, this is not an easy bake oven type thing. <laughs> you can't just put you just can't make some put some stuff and just throw it in the easy bake oven and think it's gonna work. Nah. Exactly. It's more it's more things, it's more ingredients you gotta put into that. You can't I mean quick and easy is if quick and easy is something if like you know. You put the cake in the easy bake oven. Quick and easy is like maybe you know if you go clean a toilet bowl or you know do some other stuff. You know, Publishing, somebody... writing. That's not quick and easy. Hell no. A whole damn process with that. It's the same thing with the podcast game. I remember someone was talking about how the pod game, podcast game is even with that because that's a little oversaturated too. But you got to find ways to consistently stand out. You know what I mean? Bro, when I tell you, it's that's why I'm glad I have the people that are that are that are aligned with me because they can. And this, and I think you 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 you'll start finding this out as you as you as your business grows. That you have people that that are going to be aligned with you that that can scale mm-hmm. to an ever change to an ever changing environment to an ever changing social and political social and political you know. Um, outlook or you know landscape. I'm so happy that and I'm happy to have those type of people aligned with me because those people can scale to that. And when you have people that can scale up or down, left or right, and, and all the other directions that's in between those, it, it makes it makes for a much better and much cohesive and much more fluid operation. Exactly. I mean, for me, as far as like you know. Dude, like, cause I do an audio thing, and I and do I and I literally write, I literally write a script for that. Wow. See, I didn't know that part about that. Yeah, I mean, because if, if it's like a, a subject that I want to talk about, I literally, because if it's mostly because audio is, some people will just come off the cuff with audio. Yeah. With audio and video, with like like me and you right now, I prefer to be off the cuff like this because the conversation is much more fluid. Yeah. But if it, but if it's just straight audio. It is just me with a monologue. I write a script. I have to because I have because I want to make sure I stay on point. And see, that's the thing people don't know about. Like certainly with the podcast, like you just can't go out there. I say we, the thing we were talking about earlier with the Roe versus Wade. You know, you, you're gonna go out there and do some research on it. You know, yeah. do you do your homework on so you can so because the one thing you don't want to do is come out here with with a podcast or a book and or anything where you're putting information to people. Like, really, did, did you even research that? Because if you don't research and, and you give the wrong thing, people are going to drag you. Oh yeah, they gonna pull you to the rug with that one. They they go and they will call you flat out. Mm-hmm. But see, the problem is people they see like what you're doing. I don't know what your numbers are, but people see what you're doing. They might look at what you're doing. Oh, y'all doing this and this good, 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 good. They see the successful part, but you don't see the blisters and the bruises on the feet. And the days of worrying and, 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 and the paying dues are like, man, I don't know if this is ever going to work. They don't see those days. They just see the popping bottles and they see the successful part, but they don't see what it took all to get there. Yeah. And, and, and the same thing with like with you, because you came from 
And I had to give I had to give you your props where where they credit where credit's doing your kudos because you came from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum to, to now the other to to the other end of the spectrum. It is it was a it's a full circle thing because you you came from here, you know, got to the middle, had some technical difficulties, mm-hmm. got handled, but then you can then you came around to the other end of the spectrum, and now it's like now you're like on now you're like on the other side of the fence, and it's like. Damn, I could have been. I'm pretty sure you think like, damn, I could have been here this whole time. Yeah, but you know what? You know, when it's your turn, like they say, when it's your turn, it's your turn, man. You know, you can't determine that. Just be ready for when it's your turn. Exactly. And it make it make sure you stay ready because that way you don't have to get ready. Get ready. Exactly. I mean, I'm the one thing. The one thing that I that again, and I don't know if I said this to you the last time we talked, but the one thing that I admire about you is that. The simple fact that you you stay who you are, regardless of anything, you stay yeah. you stay true to you, regardless of anything, and that's the one thing that I admire that I admire about you as a as a writer. But I also appreciate that. And in this in this in this overly saturated thing, that is a that is a difficult that is not that is a difficult thing to pull off. <laughs> That's like having like 10 million authors and you like you got to somehow find a way to stand out amongst 10 million of them. Yeah. It's not easy. Nope, not at all. But regardless of me you, and you regardless of what it looks like you say well fuck it. I was I'm gonna be I'm, I'm going to stay. I'm gonna be me who regardless of anything. And I and I love that I love that about you because you don't change. You pretty much stay who you are You're like look. And you tell people this is what it is. Like it, leave it, or fuck it. Exactly. A lot, a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. A lot of people respect that. A lot of people respect that. But I went to the to the opposite end of the spectrum. A lot of people don't respect that. They look at it as like, well, you just you just being angry, nah. Mm-mm. And I tell folks, I tell folks, nah. You don't you don't know you don't know this brother like I know. <laughs> you don't you don't know this dude like I know him. You know, you, you you ain't been you ain't been you ain't been in a fight with him like I have, so you don't know him like I know him. If he if he's saying that, there's a reason behind him saying that. No, people don't understand. Like when you when you this is anything like you ask someone that may be doing comedy for you before they finally got their big brace or doing whatever it is they're doing, a lot of sacrificing. Yeah, it's been a lot of times I get mad because it's been days I just keep it real. It's been days that I sat there stomach on eight. Like with no money coming in, no nothing, stomach growl. You're trying to find a way to make something pop off. So when people think you just spazzing out, no, I'm spazzing out for a reason. Because when yeah. I, I know the talent's there, I know y'all see me, but can y'all know me for something other than these Facebook posts? If Facebook posts is paying money, then I wouldn't care. But it ain't. But I'm doing these books, and y'all, y'all on my paper. Can y'all support these books? You know. And, and it, 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 it gets frustrated. One time I sat to myself, I said, you know what? I said, I wouldn't have him. I just like, wrote a real corny ass book. I said, watch, I'll write a corny ass book one day. Watch that be the book that take off. And then everyone will never fuck with my shit again because it was that damn corny. Now I can't do that. That'd be fucking up my damn name. I'm just going to keep doing what I do eventually to catch on. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, that, because, and I was, the, you know the word the you know the name T B Scott carries carries a carries a level of respect and also a level of a level of excellence behind it. To do something like that would be like, geez, what what kind of would just I think it would just disrespect a lot of I won't say disrespect, but it would kind of just 
be contradictive to what you what to what you stand for and what you and what you and what you write about. Yeah, yeah. People look at me like that. That's what he wrote about. That's way to the left of what he who he is. You know, it's like you ever watch the show The Wire. I've seen, I've seen some of those episodes. Well, this is one episode with a guy, Marlo, and a couple of his body. They're in, they're in jail. And the guy, Omar, was putting Marlo's name out there in the street. And Omar got real mad. He was like, Omar saying my name, my name is out here in the streets. He got real mad because he didn't like the way Omar was slandering his name. And she, he was like, my name is my name. And that's the same thing with this business or any business. Your name is your name. Your name is your reputation. When you come on, you log on to do your show, everything that happens on this show is under your name. Yep. So if something goes wrong, that's your name and your brand. If you decide to do a collab with another author, you got to make sure that author's on the same level as you because guess what? You're attaching your name to their product. And that's another thing with some of these publishing companies like, no, nah, I'm not going to get down with some of these some of these companies anymore or do some of these same thoughts because some of these people, no, nah, I'm attaching my name to this. You know what I mean? I can't have my name attached with bullshit. Exactly. I feel you on that, bro. I really do feel you on that. But yeah, I feel you. I do feel you on that, bro. I really do because that's badass important. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's your brand. Like this, like this, this show. This is your brand. You know what I mean? You want to make yeah. sure nothing messes that brand up at all, at all. But I do want to take a take a quick break. But I do. But when we come back, I do want to kind of let give you a chance to say, give you a chance to say, you know, I'll be a little bit more elaborate of what Seven Crown Publishing is and what you guys are looking to do. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break, but I'm, we will be right back. <laughs> enjoy this commercial from my sister, Miss Bobby Melvin, the Uppity Negro Apparel. So check it out. What's it called? The Uppity Negro Apparel? Yep. What's that? I'm, I'm going to play it for you. If, it, if it'll play for me. <laughs> okay. Oh, I guess it won't play for me. Oh, there it is. It's up here. Is it? Yeah, that's is that ain't right there. Uh, oh well, okay. Well, I guess it ain't gonna play. That's okay. I'm, 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 we gonna do another video real quick. So this is gonna be my homeboy, <laughs> uh, Trash Tillers. Uh, the, oh, there it is, right there. Here we go, right here. We're living in a different time. Isn't that what the old folks say? Well, I beg to differ. Because there really is nothing new under the sun. We used to think that this generation was stronger than that of my parents. But after learning where and whom we come from, I realized that this was a false narrative. They fought, bled, and died for the liberties that we take advantage of today. So I changed my mind. We are our grandparents. We are our parents. This is where the idea for uppity negro apparel and accessories comes from. We are the uppity negroes that defy boundaries, broke chains, climb mountains, and cross valleys of hatred, bigotry, illiteracy, and oppression. The statement is simple. The cause is never ending. The sound, loud. Say it with me, Kendrick. I am that uppity negro. 
Yo, we are back. We are back. And the commercial you guys just saw was uh, from my sister, Miss Barbara Melvin, her uppity Negro apparel. Um, it is available on her website. So go, please go check that out, man. So that's so I actually did the voiceover for that. Um, okay. Because um, it, it was like, for me, and for me, it was like to, to express the emotion and put something behind something or someone's label. Or someone's brand that felt good. That felt that felt really good. Exactly. And just to know who she is and know what she stands for and wh- and why she's doing what she's doing, it felt it felt real good to do that. So that's that's big kudos to you. That's kudos to you and kudos to the uppity Negro. Man, I, that that she's one person that I, I she's one person that I love that I love to life, bro. Because the simple fact of the matter mm-hmm. is that. You know, you you get you get to know people, and then you get to you get to really understand who they are and what they do and what they stand for. Just like it took time for me to get to know who you are, what mm-hmm. you do, and what and what you stand for. You know, and I and now and I'm I figured it out kind of like after maybe after maybe the second or third year we have been cool, we have been chill with each other. Okay, this this dude, this dude's way more intelligent beyond these Facebook posts that he's throwing out here. That's that's just that's just some shit that that's just some shit that probably throws some people who don't know him off. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean I, I appreciate that. Like it's like, yeah, we yeah, about doing them diamond cut day. Like you you never really you, you gotta get to know people because yeah. anybody can have a perception of you. Like I remember when me and Stephen Small was talking one time, of course, people who don't know who Stephen Small is that's treasure blue on Facebook. I remember one time we was talking. And I was like, and we both had a, a real honest moment with each other. I said, dog, I'm not even going to lie. When I first met you, I didn't like you. <laughs> I grew to like you, but when I first met you, I, I didn't like you at first, but I grew to like you. And he felt the same way about me. But you know what? As two grown men and two grown black men, we were able to have that discussion and, and just moving on from there. And I wish more black men could have these kind of discussions. Like, you know, when I first met you, I wasn't really digging you, you know, or... When I first met you, I didn't get it with you, or I, I was there, but I didn't really get it. But now, you know, black men need to have those conversations more. Right. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and then I think what me and you started really talking is because we we had a we had a common had a common experience. Yeah. The Navy. Yeah, exactly. Not I mean, we we we, we, we both we shared we both swapped our little our war stories and stuff like that. You know, it's you know I think that's what. That's what we. That's what we as vets do anyway. We swap. We share out of share a war story or two. But then you know, once you see y'all got that military bond, especially the same branch. Oh yeah, it's a done deal. So right, y'all brothers. Oh yeah, <laughs> All, automatically, automatically, yeah. automatically. So with seven, with seven, so with seven crowns, and then what you got? Oh, and so yeah, we before we get even talk about seven crowns, we got we got to talk about we I got we got to talk about this. Um, this thing you got you and so many other authors are doing over the summer, man. I, I've seen mm. I've seen the covers of these books, bro. Them, those covers are fire. The summer series. What's a, what, so? Please elaborate. Tell people what's up with that. What's up with that? And, what, and first of all, what they what can they expect from each of these authors? Um, actually, I, I got asked to be a part of it. You know what? You no, know, wifey was telling me they had something that was going on with, with Raquel Williams Publishing. I was like, all right. She's like, you know, she's going to ask you soon. I'm like, all right, you know, 
it's one of those things like you know you think they're gonna ask you, they might ask you, but if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, oh well, you know, we really wasn't expecting to be asked. But so when they asked me to get down with it, and that's the whole thing going back to the whole name, like all right, so Raquel's asked me to get down with this project with her and do this thing with them for the summer theme theories. I gotta bring my A game. I gotta step this up. I don't want her name looking bad. I definitely don't yeah. want mine, but this is my time to shine right now. Because let's face it, that, that RWP is a, is a big name in the industry. You know what I mean? So to be asked to be a part of that, yeah, you, you got you got to bring your A game. That's like being on a track with Black Thought and Eminem. You got to bring your A game. You know, but basically it's a summer series of summer, summer. Some might be toxic love stories. They're just all relationship stories surrounded by everyone just picked a, everyone just picked a different city. You know, me being a Philly, everything I do is going to be Philly anyway. So I ended up with Philly and you got one person that's doing one about their, their love, their Jersey love, their sugar daddy. And it's whatever the case, like it's just a whole bunch of summer shit that we're going to come out with this summer. Wow. And I, I think I don't I'm not I don't know all the authors that's on it. I don't know them personally, but I've read some of their work and if they there's some if there's summer series is anything like their previous work oh yeah then you're gonna be in for a treat you're gonna be in for a good toxic ratchet enlightening good time man yeah i think everybody likes a likes a ratchet read every once in a while i you know that's i'll, read, I'll pick up one yeah, every once in a while that's everyone's guilty pleasure you gotta read some kind of you know it's a guilty pleasure oh yeah so you gotta read some ratchet shit every once in a while yeah but yeah, man, that I'm now I don't now I'm looking forward to that because, like I said, you know, I know you and Vet are are, are contributed to that, and I'm most mm-hmm. definitely want to check. Well, most definitely want to check out, check that out, and I want you know people out and people who are interested into not only uh, my brother here, TB, or or very or Vet Wilson, but there's others, some other great authors that are going to be in the summer series. So, um, yeah, I shout out yeah. my um Raquel Williams. Uh, Nicole Ward, um, Andrea Cunningham, uh, a new author to RWP, AK Brooks, um, DJ Lachey. I, th- I think that's everybody. I might be missing some. If I am, forgive me. It's the memory. But yeah. Wow. And now this now are these gonna be drop? They're all gonna be dropping on separate dates, or they're all gonna come to drop together. Um, you know, all I know is they're coming out in August. I don't know how that's going to go. They're all dropping. I don't think they're all going to drop at once in August. I think everybody's going to have like their own separate dates. But like I said, then again, don't don't quote me. I'm not exactly sure. I just know August is the time that they're all going to come out. Wow, you said it's from RWP Publishing. Wow. Yeah. So, all right, y'all. So y'all heard it from this. Y'all heard it from him. So, so watch out for their summer series that's going to be popping off in August from RWP Publishing. So y'all keep your ears out for that one. Keep your ear, keep your ears and your eyes open for that one. Oh, and 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 then and plug another one because then you have Bossette behavior. You know that she has her things coming out, and also it's even more crazy. She has her daughter. She kept it in the family. Her daughter has a book coming out under Bossette. You know what I mean? So. That's coming soon. If you find if you follow her on her page, you'll see her daughter has her book coming out too. So they're keeping that all in the family too. So that's coming out under ball set as well. Wow. That's well, there's a lot of things coming out. So keep your ears, keep your eyes and ears on the on the ground for that one. But but seven crowns. So what so I the one thing that I want to ask because now that this is this is really a this is really a thing now. Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's the over? What's the overall or over over re, overarching goal for seven for Seven Crowns Publishing? 
to be just like to be up there just like any of the other top labels. Of course, you know, you want to be up there at the top. You want to be a well-respected label. It's, it's going to take some time though, because I'm still getting my feet wet and I'm still really just finding my niche as an author right now, you know. But at the same time, I want Seven Crown to be up there with the license, say, a, a Triple Crown or a, a Raquel Williams Publishing or was T-Styles Company, Cartel Publishing. I wanted to be one of those that you always talk about. You remember that when you go down 10, 15 years, you're like, wow, remember some of the great publishing companies? I want Seven Crown to be mentioned in that. It's like when you oh. think back to 2000s hip-hop, Cash Money, No Limit, Def Jam, yeah. Bad Boy. I want Seven Crown to be mentioned in that same note with these other labels. And it can be done. It's going to take some work, but I think it could be done. I mean, that, and that and it's most definitely can be here. You first of all, you have a great base with you. You have a ba- you have a great base to start start off with. Mm-hmm. Start off with. So, you know, now for you for for Seven Crowns publishing down the line, um, do you see do you see do you see yourself collaborating with other with other publishing companies? Maybe with trying to do maybe a project or two, or do you just kind of want to just be like a a seven a entity a entity that's really just concentrated on putting out great books with uh, with great authors besides you with great authors um I, I think right now even with this summer series right now i think that's kind of a collaboration i mean even though it's under the rwp banner i still kind of like you know rwp and your wifey's ball set and then my seven crown i think it's all like a collaboration even though we're all doing our own separate books i still look at that as a collaboration but i wouldn't mind collaborating with other companies on some stuff but you know this is a business you know it's 90 percent shows 10% show is 90% business. So if the business is there, then we can do it. As far as like taking on any new talent right now, that's going to come in time. Like I said, I'm not going to bring nobody on right now. And I'm still trying to figure out myself who I am as in, okay. So I'm a series from RDV publishing coming in August. Keep your eyes and ears on the ground for this release. Gotcha. But we got to make sure I plug it, bro. <laughs> hmm, you good. And so, um, no, but like as far as with talent, I'm still like getting my feet wet in that area right now. So it's going to come a time, probably like another year or so before I really can do that. Because people start to come out the woodwork. Are you are you taking? No, I'm not taking nobody right now. I don't want to take somebody because you're responsible for their career. As a publisher, you are responsible for your artist's career. Right. And I don't want nobody's first time because I still see authors today. They come in there excited to sign their first contract. I don't want your first contract experience to be a nightmare. So I just, of course, yeah. Of course. I mean, I, I feel, I feel you on that, brother. I do, because you don't, because you know, you you really want to just concentrate on who you are, you know, and kind of make sure that your name gets out there, what it gets out there before you bring anybody else on. Exactly. And it would kind of be senseless to bring someone else on, and you're not necessarily, you're not what you would consider established. Then my name ain't even popping. How can I get yours popping? <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, man, for sure. I mean, people be looking at people look at that and like, well, how you helping this person? But you ain't, but you ain't on like that. Exactly. And you know, I think that should be a little hint, hint for a lot of ebook publishers who know their name ain't popping. Just stop. Work on you right now. Stop signing talent. Just stop signing talent. <laughs> work on you. Work on you. Work on you. No, no shade to anybody, but if you know if the shoe fits, make sure you double knot it. See, nah, see, uh, see. <laughs> apparently, apparently, somebody did something. Somebody didn't kind of get some. Somebody didn't get the message, but let's make yeah. sure that they do. 
Yeah, we just want to keep things silent. <laughs> well, that's true. So yeah, best to keep it, best to keep it quiet like that. Because yeah, will will I will I will I will out nobody here. But yeah, I mean, but that, that is true. If, if your publisher can't even get you on, how can you know? How can you expect to really? Because that was the problem I was always having. Like like I said, with the streets need to buy it. It was originally street love, blood money, but none of the publishers were really promoting it. And they, and if they were, it was kind of like I mean, when I mean when I the first time I saw it, I was like, okay, looking forward to this right here. But then, then like over the over the couple over the over a period of time, nothing. I'm like, because I, I I just got frustrated. I'm like, I'm, I'm promoting it, but they not even promoting it. And I was like, you know what? The hell, and I ain't promoting this no more. I just got tired of it. And that's another thing with collaborations. I, we didn't really touch on collaborations. That's another reason why I don't do collaboration because if we're going to, the way I like to work, if we're going to collaborate on a book, say what's today, Friday, and I write something today and I hand it to you by the day tomorrow, I don't want to have to wait two, almost three weeks for you to give me your part, your next part. And then it's like, you're, I'm reading it like, did you follow anything I just wrote? None of which you just wrote aligns with anything I just said in this chapter. And then when it comes time for the book to come out, then it's like, you're promoting the book more than they are. I was like, all right, why, why did we do this collaboration again? I'm doing all the promoting. So uh, when it comes to collaborations, like on um, books, I'm, I'm, I'm good on that for a while. Collaborations are, they are difficult endeavors to do. They yeah. are. Because especially when it's like, it's just, it's, you're, you're uh, yeah, I'll, I like them and then I don't like them. Yeah. And, it, and for various reasons. I mean, I like them because I like them because of the simple fact there's different thought processes and different people that say something differently, you know, about a subject about subject matter. But then I don't like them because they're time intensive. And they're just yeah. If I I think if I the last like the before I even put out a book, I did four collaborations prior to even putting out a book, mm-hmm. a book of my own. And that for me was just to kind of like test the wars and see if I could add that was something I could I feel like I actually could could actually do. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. So let me just put something out full fledged now. Yeah. I think if I do another collaboration with someone, I mean, it's well, I take it, I put like, I take that back. It's probably only one person I would do a collab with from the at this particular juncture because because I number one, I know her work ethic. I know how I know who I know who she is. I know that what I know she's true. She's gonna be true to her word, and I know mm-hmm. she's gonna make sure that we all stay on task. Exactly. So, so if that, so if that, so if I if I do any other collaboration, most of my hell, hell, most of the collaborations I've done have been with her. Okay. And I'm and you know shout out to my sis Angela Thomas Smith. Hey sis. I know <laughs> so I mean, most of my collabs have been with her, um, and I'm. I mean, it's it's always been a seamless process for her, and I can't think of anybody else that I could would do a collab with. Now, anybody outside of that, we we gonna have we gonna have have a discussion. Yeah, let's talk about this. What are we doing, and why? We, what are we doing? What's the what's the what's the schedule? How are we gonna schedule this, and you know how are we gonna bounce ideas off of each other? And here's another thing you don't want. I, I got a new phrase. I got a new name for it. I'm like, no, nah, you're not going to Anderson pack me. He's like, <laughs> what do you mean Anderson pack you? I'm like, you know what I mean. Because when 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 Bruno Mars and, and Anderson put Silk Sign together, y'all forgot Anderson was part of Silk Sign. Y'all kept talking about Bruno, Bruno, Bruno. Like, hello, Anderson was a big part of that. I don't want to do a collab with somebody. And all y'all talk about 
the main author. And I hello, I was in on that book too. Dude, I contributed as well, you know. <laughs> hey, I'm over here. You know, I'm over here. You know, I, I wrote like 70% of it. Like, you know? Yeah, like I'm over here. Exactly. Nah. To me, that to me, that's like so I don't know. You know, especially if like the the off the one of the contributor authors is like a like a headliner or yeah, and, and it really overshadows your work. You know, because plus you know you can write on the same level they are. They can, but they still won't get all the glory. Of, of course, you know. I mean, I don't I don't I don't like glory hounds. I really don't because see, the opposite of that too is. You could be the big headliner, and then that person may be getting overlooked because of you. So it's like I don't want I don't want that to happen to them either. Like I want it to be on the same even kill. We both did this work. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think and I think if somebody tries to do that, and be like, look, it's a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. We all we all put in the same. We put, all put in the same amount of work. We all put in the same amount of time. We all put in the same amount of effort. So if one person is going to take credit, give everybody credit. Exactly. You know, because everybody put it 100%. It should be 100% credit given to everybody. Around. Unfortunately, we both know it doesn't it does not it does not operate that way. Unfortunately. That's why, you know, that's why I keep my my collaboration choices. Exactly. Just one. And she's the only person I work with. You know anybody? I'm a, and, and this is no disrespect to anybody else that I would like to work with. It's no mm-hmm. disrespect to them, but I'm used to working. I'm used to working with a certain person who I, who works in a certain way. Yeah, you're comfortable with them. Yeah, you know. I mean, not to say that they they won't they won't emulate they won't emulate that or copy that or anything of that nature. But I'm used to this person working a certain way. And if especially if it's a collaboration, if it's done something anything that's done outside of that that would that would that's disruptive to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. So I think if I do another collaboration anytime soon, it'll probably be with the missus. Right, right. And uh, that's probably the only collaboration I do anytime soon. I, I, was, I, was, I want to see how that's going to ride out, man. Two powerhouses coming together. That's like, you know. Who, yeah, we're going, we're going to go for that other married couple. We're going to take their title. <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's, like, that's like Goku and Vegeta fighting in the same, fighting in the same ring together. <laughs> or better yet, that women. That's, you know, that, that's, like, no, that's like Goku and Vegeta fusing and fighting Broly. That, was, that That's Dragon Ball? Yep. Okay, see, I'm not really up on the. I need to get up on the anime. Everybody's up on. I need to get up on my anime. Look, I'm I'm an anime head, dog. But I haven't I haven't watched a lot of it as of late though, because of, you know, you know how they go. Yeah, uh, life shit. Yep, of course, life shit takes over, and all of a sudden the things that you do or that you like to do tend to take a back seat. What's some good anime? Because I, I see a lot on Hulu. So I don't, I'll be looking at it. I want to check this out. I don't know. Somebody recommend me some good anime. Uh, you know what? Um, Fire Force is pretty good. Um, a little slow. Takes a little. Takes a little bit. It's just a little slow. Um, okay. Demon Slayer is Demon Slayer is pretty good. But I'll say start from season one. Season two is out now. But start from season one. Um, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna go with now. I'm not gonna say Naruto or Dragon DBZ or none of that stuff because those that's this that's established stuff. People know those already. Yeah. Um. So 
These ones you name and they're on Hulu. Um, or those may be on Hulu. Okay. Um, now what? I, now it's one that I watched on Verver, but which is basically which is which is literally which is literally Crunchyroll light. Um, so it's one this one anime called Juju Jujutsu Kaisen. That's okay. Pretty, that's been that's pretty damn good. Regard, you know, and for me, it, for me as far as anime is concerned, it doesn't matter whether it's sub or dub. I'm it's fire. It's fine either way because uh, you know. As long as if they can speak Japanese, as long as those them English subtitles are down there, I'm cool with that. You know, it's crazy. Like back in the day, like when anime, because anime been out for a while. And it's like back in like the 90s. I remember we used to sit around, we used to be sitting around just smoking and getting high, whatever. And someone would put some anime on and the subtitles would be on. I don't know what be going on. Even if they weren't no subtitles, we just make up our own shit or whatever it is they're doing. But it would be, it, it just catch your attention. You just be so caught up into it. Yeah. Especially when they had like the little moment with the music playing in the background, and it was always something going on. I missed that about anime. Yeah, I mean, there is some good ones out there, man. Just it's it's all. It's, I mean, people. It's like I know for me, I'm more of a, I'm kind of more of the older mm-hmm. type, you know. So I'm more of the cowboy bebop, um, and some of the older ones. But some of the a lot of the newer ones that's out right now are are pretty are pretty damn good. And some of the, some of the artwork, some of the art style and artwork on some of these are like are mind blowing. And I'm like, Jesus, I didn't even didn't even think someone could draw like that. So, but for me, I'm, I'm but see, I know I know for me, anime is cool, but I'm I'm more of a I'm more of a manga head. So what's that? So more, Japanese comics. Okay. So a lot a lot of the anime that you see are based I literally based upon Japanese comics. Um. So Bleach is based upon a, a, a manga that was written that was started long time a while back. Um, uh, Kite Kube, uh, Kubo Sensei, Kubo Kama, Sama, and so I mean, and like that Dragon Ball Z was started by Akira uh, Toriyama Sama, Tori, Akira Toriyama, way in the late way in the late nineties. Wow. See, I ain't know the names of none of them back then. I just knew someone had just put them on. We would just be sitting there watching, like, "Wow, this is kind of dope." The, the majority, the majority, the majority of anime that you see now has some of it. Mo- most of it is based is based on a on a manga of the same name. Okay. So, and a lot of people look at it. You know, it's kind of like I, I I compare. I won't. Well, this is kind of an unfair comparison, but I'll I'll use it anyway. It's kind of like you know, like folk like the Marvel, like the Marvel movies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Marvel and DC. Yeah, but there are there there are differences. Yeah, there are differences. Into that, there are differences in the universes because you can tell. And, and for me, I'm I am a person that believes in. If you're gonna do a do like movies based upon a certain character, mm-hmm. I believe I truly believe that you should stay within established canon. Yeah, so, you know, with I mean, kudos to you know the the Avengers movies, albeit them being I've long. Seen, being long I haven't seen hell. not one of them. They're yeah. long as hell. Yeah, I haven't seen not one Avengers movie. I just I just can't get into the live action. Movies of the of these things that like even with like I think the last one I saw was black was of course Black Panther. Before that, 
like the old X-Men and then my favorite one, the Ghost Rider. But after that, I was like, I really can't get into these live adaptations of these comic books that I love because it just doesn't have the same um. No, because they, number one, they well, what, they don't follow the established canon of who the character is. And we, and we, and we, and we because we read, because we read comic books, we know what yeah. the established canon is. See, we old school. We come back from when comic books was comic books. Yeah, I mean, bro, let me tell you, I, I go, I go, I go way back to, um, I can tell, you, I could I go way back to, um, let's see, hell, what's the what's the name of that comic book company that was out prior to with, with Marvel, uh, Wildstorm Comics, uh, when they had Wildcats. So I tell you, I go back, I go back there. Mm-hmm. I, I can take it back there, but also we, you know, when Jim Lee was drawing, was writing and drawing. Um, that particular comic. Um, go back, go back to um, the Age of Apocalypse when um, what's that guy named Joe? Joe Mad was drawn was actually drawn. That's the first time I ever had ever seen an anime style drawing, mm-hmm. anime style artwork in American in in American comic books. And I was like, this looks pretty damn good. So, comic books used to be a real. I mean, they, I'm sure they're, they're still big now, but like back when era we was coming up, they were really big. Them, uh, sports trading cars and all that with the with the stick of bubble gum that used to come with them. And, and look here, comic book. So you you already know what it is. You go go to a, go to a bookstore or, or or a comic book store, make, get the latest get the latest issue of, of a comic, and read it from cover to cover, and then put it away. And like you you would literally sit there and wait months. For that little 20, 30 page comic to come out. It's, yep, that was that was my ritual back then when, as a kid. You know, that's what it was. I mean, wait that whole month or so for that comic to come out, and then just just to see just to see the continuation of that story. Exactly. And I'm like, and, and for me, and you already know for just just to do that was like was a was kind of like would be the highlight of a day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. We're, and, you know they now you got digital comics and and, and, they, and they were so cheap because you you could buy like six seven eight of them at a time they were that cheap yeah oh yeah right. now you got now you got the original Superman comic book going for over five hundred thousand dollars bro you got the original Superman comic book going for over five hundred thousand dollars like what wow you gotta have that gotta be in great condition. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that they are in great condition. But I mean, I know me. I I don't. I didn't keep comics that long. I mean, for me, they were just they were just something to read, and so I didn't think they would have any type of future value. We all we always knew that you know hold on to these comics. Don't 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 even let so much as a little bit of a little wrinkle get in the top corner because something will deface the value of that comic book. So we already knew the values of it. Yeah, I mean, even the baseball, and, even the even the, like the baseball and basketball cards. Now, I'm like, mm-hmm. what? didn't know, didn't I? What? Didn't know that was good. That was that much. I forgot how much they said Tom Brady's rookie card just sold for. Probably a whole bunch of money. Yeah. Uh, first, I was shocked. Like, wow, people still collect trading cards. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I got a friend of mine right now that that because that still collects base that still collects tops baseball cards. Damn, top still doing that? Yeah. Does the gum still come with it? Nah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, it's nice to know that Big Lee Chu is still out, still around. Oh man, hell, I can't talk. I still watch wrestling. You, you, you and me both. And then, well, you know that's fake. I don't care. It's entertainment. <laughs> See, here's the thing: people don't understand. No, it's not fake. 
is scripted. There's a difference between fake. It's predetermined. When you're getting real injuries, there's nothing fake about that. It's just predetermined and it's scripted. But them getting hurt, I don't think people really realize what's under that wrestling ring. It's like it's about that much. If you ever wrestled amateurly, I did. The wrestling mat on the amateur is about that thick. That's how much cushion under that ring. The rest of that is plywood that they're falling on. Oh, Lord. Yeah, the, falling on plywood 300 something days out of the year is not a good feeling. Sure. Get, get, man, look here. Be, but I see I don't watch WWE as much now. I'm I'm more I'm more in the AEW now. Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah. Boy. AEW is lit, dog. <laughs> they got they got a they got a pay-per-view coming to Sunday, the Forbidden Door. Oh yeah. They in New Japan. AEW is lit. And I mean, I I watched maybe a couple of episodes of New Japan wrestling just to mm-hmm. kind of see what it was about. Even I'm like, damn, this is gonna be all. Oh, this is gonna be off the chain. Yeah, because WWE just got way too cartoonish, commercialized. We, yeah, that too. We already know who's gonna win this championship. We know, we know Roman Reigns was was gonna was gonna be riddled. Come on now. Oh, you know, you know, you, you know, your boy Vince got some new legal troubles. You didn't hear? What what more what what more what more legal trouble could he could he possibly get himself into? Um, well, he was messing with this paralegal chick, and uh, when he was done with it, he would pass her off to one of the head of talent relations, and he had, and he paid her three million dollars in hush money to not say anything. So now all oh, that's coming out. So now the, the board is investigating Vince. So right now, Stephanie is the CEO, but we know Vince is still calling the shots, even though he's not there right now. They told him to step down. He's not letting no one run that company till he's dead. But yeah, he's under investigation for that for. The hush, the three million dollars in hush money that he paid this paralegal. Basically, he was paying for a jump ball. That's why, because I didn't even know him and his wife were separated for the last three years. Because she, because you know, she's big in politics, so she couldn't have that attached to her name. You know what? That's that's gonna be that man's downfall. And you know, the McMahon family is friends with the Trump family, of course. So that's so that's so that's so that so that carries not only that care that carries some political weight. Mm-hmm. Man, it, man, I keep telling folks, do you do, do wrong stuff? You end up, you do wrong stuff. You end up, you end up, it come back to you. The yeah, universe, karmic. the universe will. The universe does believe the universe is car is karmic related. Yes, you don't, sir. Don't get it. Just me and a friend of mine. I mean, and this is kind of way all time of me and a friend of mine. I was talking about D. White. I'm right, bro. That man, that man ain't that. He talking. About, you think he gonna play? Hell no. Who? D. White, Deshaun Watson. Oh, okay. So hell no, nah, that man ain't playing. Most of the cases he got settled out of court, but he still he they still gonna suspend his ass. And he, he black too. Not to make it racial, but you already know how that goes. He gonna get he gonna get the damn book thrown at him. Yo, I the did book. not know that the Giants just traded Saquon Barkley to the Chiefs. What the I had to look that. I, I got to look up again. Something, a notification came on my phone. I'm like, wait, because I'm a Giants fan. I'm like, whoa, the Chiefs, they're happy with the deal with Saquon. Bar- oh, hell no. I know my team did not get rid of our best running back. No, they didn't just do this to me. Okay, well, <laughs> well, let's just, let's be honest. Casey, the Casey needed a running game to complement their passing game. And then, and then, and their running game hadn't been, has not been, had not been the best at, at, over the last couple, last three years, last two or three years. But as a Giants fan, you're like, oh my God, can it just get any fucking worse? Yeah. It, it probably will. It can and probably will. 
We done I lost mean, Beckham. We done lost Barkley. It's like, oh my God, who else? I mean, unless 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 Daniel Jones has a resurgence at quarterback. I mean, you know. Yeah, I don't see that happening, man. It's gonna, it's gonna be more. It's gonna be more to save. They make it hard to be a fan sometimes, man. Well, they if let's just let's just let's just keep it real. They the Giants do play do play at a kid in kind of sort of a cupcake a cupcake division. Yeah. So it ain't like you used to. The East ain't nothing like you used to be. Ah, because the giant the Giants were always a force. You know the Cowboys were always there. The, the Redskins good. You know, well. The commanders, aka Redskins, were well, whatever they're called these days, were 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 well, just we'll just put were, <laughs> yeah, question mark, yeah. So I mean, the East is not what it's supposed. The NFC East is not what it is, what it's what it was a, several years ago. I mean, you are, you, it's kind of like now you already know which teams are going to rise to the top. You know, pretty you know, much. You know the Cowboys. The, you know the cow cowgirls are going to be there. Yes, I did say cowgirls for Cowboys fans. And they still gonna get eliminated in the first round. Exactly. Cause they cause they cause they got a quarterback that still that still operates with deer with operates with in a deer in the headlight type type mode. Yes. The Eagles are good. The Eagles are pretty good. They can be better. Yeah. It's just it's, it's really gonna depend on the right arm of their quarterback. That they, they 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 could have a decent year this year. Yeah. I think they'll be a good wild card team. They got the talent. They got the talent to be. They got the talent. They can. They can be. They'll be there. It's just wonder. It's just kind of wondering what the cow. What, what the cowgirls are going to do if they're going to do any. If they're going to make any noise. You know. You like I said. It's, we we. You kind of know which teams are going to rise to the top. Yeah. You already know that the AFC West is going is is going through KC unless uh, unless one another team rises to the top. You know the. Um, AFC North is kind of like to me up for grabs. Um, AFC East is kind of like we are in the Buffalo's gonna be the cream, gonna be the, the cream of the crop because that's just who they are. NFC South, I mean, hell. We, we this I think this will be the first year we get to see what Pittsburgh does without Ben. I'm, I think they'll I think they'll be okay, but you know, this you know, just I don't know. They, you know, they got they still got Mason Rudolph, but then they also picked up they also got Mitch Trubisky, which is not a bad pickup. However, you know he, he played he, he start he started in Chicago. He wasn't bad. He wasn't he wasn't bad, but, but he wasn't exactly good either. No, I mean, but I think I I won't say this is a re, a great replacement for Ben for Big Ben, but it's going the Pittsburgh gonna be it's gonna be a challenge for Pittsburgh this year. I mean, I. I wouldn't be surprised if, well, I would. I would be surprised. No, I wouldn't be surprised if they get if they if they get over five hundred. If they have another winning season, then it mm-hmm. won't it won't surprise me because it's really it ain't gonna be it ain't gonna be codependent upon the quarterback. It's gonna be really it's gonna really gonna be what Mike T gonna do and how he game plans. And you can't leave Baltimore out of that conversation either. Oh, definitely. You don't never take Baltimore out of the conversation because they always, they regardless of, they always going to be there. I think it's going to come down once again, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, like it always does. Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, it just now just depends. You go, you kind of know who's going to come out of the NFC. I mean, I got a funny feeling it's just going to be, it'll end up being 
Tampa Bay and, and the Rams again. No, I don't think Tampa Bay because Brady retired again, right? Well, did he come back out of retirement again, or is he re- officially retired? Retired this time? I know Grump officially retired, but he Brady. said never say never. He said he could come back, but I don't think Tampa Bay would do it again this year. Yeah, they, yeah, they, I don't think they're gonna run. They, they probably they could run it back. I mean, they the core of their team is still there, so it's a possibility. Because the core of the Rams teams is still there too. So, yep. The for now, my I'm from Atlanta, so I'm a Falcons fan. Well, I forgot about the Falcons. We are we are rebuilding, bro. We are rebuilding, bro. Man, I'm I'm tired of us rebuilding. We I think we've been rebuilding forever. We we rebuilt everything except our O line. We we are I think I think we're officially a rebuilding. Once they once they let go Matt Ryan, it was kind of I, I it was apparent at that point to me. It was very apparent. I was like, okay, they rebuild it. And then they picked up Marcus Mariota. They picked up uh, Desmond Ritter in the draft. So they pretty sure they're gonna run with Mariota as a starter with Desmond Ritter behind him, or it could go the opposite way around. I mean, I noticed that we did upgrade our receiving core to get bigger receivers, so that probably would help. But again, you can't do you can't do all you can't score all the time if you can't stop nobody. I, I think my team, we need to really do something with our O-line. We've done everything. We've even got this person on defense, this person on offense, everything except the O. That is our that is our, our Achilles heel, our offensive what? line. I was, and gonna then we had, I was going to ask you that. What, what's up with the O-line, man? They, the o, the Giants O-line is horrible. And then this is another thing with our team. It's like one week the O-line is horrible and the defense turns up. The next week the defense plays shitty, then the offense turns up. It's like we can't get consistency. Yeah, I think and I think this probably they're, it's yeah they're gonna have to be consistent. I mean, again, the NFC East is a cup. I won't is a cupcake division. They can they can they can win it, or at least get to a point to where they could you know make some noise. No, just, no time soon, man. No time. It ain't gonna happen. No time. I'm not. That's why I don't. Even, that's why when football season starts, I don't even bother dealing with football season. <laughs> I already know how this is gonna go. <laughs> it's all we. You already know what's gonna happen. Yeah, man. It's like Roman Reigns. You already know who's gonna win. Exactly, exactly. You know, and now, now, when I now this this NBA thing, I really, I really thought Boston was gonna pull it off, but then Steph Curry, Steph Curry. Hey man, I ain't have a dog in the fight. My team went out in the second round. That's hard. That's horrible. Oh, talk about uh, the the Sixers. Yeah, no, the only only team in Philly I don't root for is the Eagles. All the other ones I root for. What? So, I'm trying to figure out what, what, what are they? What are they trying to identify themselves as? Who the Sixers? Yeah. What you mean? I mean, as a team. I mean, you. So they have a. They they got a. Why not just build a team around MB and then and then roll from there? I think that's what they were doing. They got Harden because I don't think Harden's going to go anywhere because if he plays this year, he'll get more money. When he does go to another team, instead of just you know opting out, so it's his, it's his best interest if you actually play this this next season. That way you'll get more money. Yeah. But I think they are building around it. Big. My only thing I was mad about, I wasn't mad when they got rid of you know Ben. I was just mad when they got rid of Curry when they got rid of Seth's brother. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. That one hurt me, man. Yeah, that was he was one. Of, he was one of the better shooters. Yeah, that one hurt me. I mean, yeah, that was that was that that was that was bad though. That was real bad. So I mean, they, but they, but guess where they sent them to? New Jersey. But you know what? 
I'm probably the only one that thinks this about Ben. I, 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 I get it, that game, he choked up. But it's like it was a game. It was right before that game. The Sixers played. They were up by 30. They played like that. And then the team just came back in that game. They was up by 30. I'm like, we would have won that game with nobody because then the next game we won. Yeah. And then we lost that final game. So we we wouldn't have blew that 30 point lead and won the next game. The series would have been over. So all right, Ben had a bad fucking game. But who's going to take account for that 30 point loss? The 30 point deficit that we had that we lost. The whole team need to take accountability for that. That yeah, that's a that's that's a team that's a team thing. Not. That's a team thing, but it also is a coaching thing too. I mean, you know? so I mean, I, I get the Ben hey, but I, I'm still stuck on that game. Like, yeah. no one's going to talk about that. Nah, this is it's a that's a team thing. I mean, it's also is um and also on, on another level, it's a coaching thing. You know, I mean, Doc Rivers love him, love him, mm-hmm. but his, his his playoff track record ain't really the ain't the best. They said the Lakers just got Scottie Pippen Jr. and somebody else. They they. Lakers ain't gonna make no more noise in the West. Let's let's just put let's just leave it. Let's just put it at this is this the West goes around Golden State now. Yeah, the West goes around goes around Golden State now. So just the, nah, Lakers ain't gonna make no more noise. But especially as long as they got Russell Westbrook as as they started guard, they not going nowhere. I thought they were trying to shop him. They they probably will, but then they probably will be. They probably. Can't afford to let him go either. Shit, don't don't bring him over here. And that sounded that, that looked like something Philly would do. Bring somebody like him on. Nah, don't bring him over here. So why, why would you why would you want another ball dominant guard over on on a team? You already have you already have a ball dominant guard in, in James Harden. And, and then Embiid. Yeah, you know you know Embiid gonna want his touches. Embiid has got to stay healthy. Yeah, that now that that has been that has been the that has been the black mark on him for quite some time. Yeah. I mean, if he can stay healthy, he'll be he. He's all he's already a good, probably one probably one of the better skilled bigs anyway. Yeah. You know, outside of Joker, but but he's probably one of the better skilled big bigs out there. If and, he can stay healthy, yeah. If he can stay healthy, you know. But you know, but they they gave the MVP, they gave Joker the MVP for a reason. You know, but hey. You know, I'm. I just, you know, it's going. It's going. This football season is going to be interesting. But right. I ain't even, I'm not even tuning in the football season. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. You ain't going to watch. You ain't going to subscribe. You ain't going to subscribe to it. Nope. Nope. They said the USL. They um, have you watched any USFL games? Some of those games have been pretty, been pretty damn good. I haven't actually. watched one yet. Some of those games have been actually been pretty good. They, you know, they, you know, it's not. It ain't like the NFL, but some of those games have been like. Pretty good. Now the the first couple of initial games of the season were kind of like like okay, this might be some might be a might be some riffraff, but like the last couple of games I watched, they were pretty damn good. Okay. So I mean, but again, you know, it's it's foot it's football or it's football during the spring. So I mean, I look at it as like maybe the extended college football or some shit like that. But yeah. But yo, man. I mean, before before we get out of here, man, I want to give you an opportunity to let the first of all inter- reintroduce yourself to everybody. Mm-hmm. Let them know who you are, what you got, who you are, your your publishing company, um, the the name of the, the name of the book you got out right now, where they can go get it, and also you know if you got anything coming up coming up, let people know what that is, man. The floor is yours. 
So I am author T.B. Scott, formerly Mr. Chronic 3000, formerly Mr. Chronic Black. But people still call me Chronic, so that's okay. If you see me in the street, you can still call me Chronic. I still answer to it. Um, author T.B. Scott, my current book out right now. You can get on Amazon. The Streets Need a Body. That's under The Streets Need a Body. Excuse me, T.B. Scott. You, you know it has a very distinct cover. Um, you can find that under my label, my new imprint, Seven Crowns Publications. That's the number seven, and then Crowns Publications. Also, the book Dirty, the story of a true lying bitch, was is the basically is I told it in fiction form, but it's my actual real life situation with my last relationship. But you should enjoy that story as well. Also, get Bitch I Own You, which covers all all aspects of domestic violence from woman on man, domestic violence. Man on woman, and I even got a, I even have a partner where I talk about teen domestic violence, so definitely get on that. Um, in August, I have coming out under Raquel Williams Publishing, Summer Flame, my Summer Flame, and with my Philly Queen that's coming out in August. I don't know the exact date yet, but that's gonna be a part of the Summer Flame series on RWP. Um, you can find me on Facebook, TB Scott. I need to really get back on Twitter. I got like one follower on Twitter, so that's why I don't really push the Twitter. But I'm, I'm going to start getting back on Twitter and my Instagram. So, yeah, you can find me mostly on Facebook under Author TB Scott. I do ask if you're going to come on my page that you do interact. I don't like lurkers. So, and don't come on my page and just trying to sell me on your product or would introduce yourself and, and be active. And, you know, yeah, yeah you'll, you'll see a lot of things on there on, on my page. Oh yeah, tell oh yeah. Also tell them tell them about the uh, the Facebook group that you started or uh, that you started with a lot with a lot of us a lot of a lot of us authors. Oh yeah, so I also, also I've actually I, well it's not my actually my group it's a group of authors from Philly. We decided because we felt like a lot of Philly authors were being overlooked. That when you think of Philly authors, the only two people that come to mind that people will recognize are Terry Woods and Omar Tyree, and we just felt like Philly was just getting overlooked. So we have our we have a book group as well called. We are Philly Pen Bullies Book Group. That's We Are Philly Pen P E N Bullies Book Group, and you can find that on Facebook as well. And you can find a lot of Philly, a lot of the authors from Philly. It's just us promoting our books and getting you familiar with the talent that's in this city because Philly has a lot of talent that gets sometimes overlooked and overshadowed. Oh yeah, most definitely. I don't, I don't know why, I don't know why Philly gets overlooked like that, but because I think some of the um, like you and so and so many other cats. I mean, you're one. You're one of the first authors that I knew that I knew that was from that was from Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a couple of others that they're you know their names are on the tip of my tongue, but I but I know but I've seen them on Facebook. So man, y'all y'all if anybody y'all sleep people are sleeping on Philly, on Philly because yeah. Philly got some great got some great author talent out here. You know, you know my my boy my brother TB Scott is is one is one of those talented people from. From the area, so I mean, and he and and I can personally, I can personally vouch for this man because I've read his books, and I and I know by if you read one of his books, not only are you going to get a very engaging story, but you're also going to be is also that noodle going to be that noodle going to be put the thought going to be put to use as well because it's going to make you think. Exactly, that's all we want to do: entertain you and make you think. There you go, entertainment and thing. Make sure you use that noodle as well, man. So. And, and shout out to the wife and the shout out to the missus too, Vet Wilson. Oh, yes. Seb, you know, I'm right now, I'm here right now because I would have quit. And I'm here right now because she wouldn't let me quit. And she stayed with her foot up my ass and made sure that, you know, I got on and <laughs> did, did what I need to do. And, you know, 
every every man needs a strong woman to push him. And if you got right. a strong woman that's going to push you, you need to keep that woman because that woman is definitely a keeper. So yes, I have to indeed. give my wife her props. Love yep. it. Shout out, shout out to shout out to the queens, y'all. Shout out to the queens who who do who who do what they can to make to uplift and support their support their are their men. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all, man. Y'all y'all are the unsung y'all are the unsung heroes around exactly. here, man. So most definitely shout out. Uh, shout out to my queen Monica Reese, man. She still she puts her foot up my ass all the time, and we and the talks we have <laughs> you know, have been you know just helping me become a better person. So and I'm I'm so I'm so happy to have that type of thing, have that type of person around me. To push me and to help me be better. So exactly. shout, out to, shout out to all the queens who do that, man. Who who support that man and help them just to re, just to reach whatever pinnacle or whatever goal they are, or better yet, just to help them just to be a better person. So shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to Yvette Wilson, Yvette Wilson, because uh, yeah. And and nothing, nothing against interracial love, love who we want to, but you know, it's not like seeing black love prosper, man, bro. That. Look, that I we could we could do a mic drop right there. That could be a whole other show you could do. I might want to chime in on that one. I'm thinking of you know what? I'm thinking about that. I'll let I'm gonna let you know when I when that pops off, man. Cause I'm thinking about doing that like real soon. Real, we can do that one. Let me know when you do that one. I'm gonna get on that one. For sure, for sure, for sure. I got you. I got you. Haven't I just haven't been finding subjects to talk about lately because my work schedule has been like a little crazy. And I've been only been able to do shows on Fridays and I'm like and I want I don't want to pre-record anything, but I may have to do that. But I got but I got you, man. We I'm, I'm most definitely gonna put you keep you in the know know with that. Most definitely. most definitely. But yo, man, look, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and countrymen, and who anything else that you guys want to call yourselves, uh want to <laughs> reintroduce to all, reintroduce to some, and then introduce to all my brother the pen. Um again, this is a brother that I admire greatly. Not not only but not because of not just because of his talent, but because of um, the camaraderie and the friendship that we shared over the years, and the advice that he's given me over the years, and all oh, just well, just the thing, the way the, the things that we've helped each other with over the years, but also just to see, just to be, I admire this man to see from seeing him grow from one end of the spectrum to another, and as a brother, as as a as a brother, it is always it's always love to see another brother grow. And become and become greater, and also growing his potential. You know, some this this is something that I think that us as black men need to do more of. Mm-hmm. We need to, we do we need to celebrate each other, y'all. As black men, we need to celebrate each other. Exactly. Because we need to we need to celebrate our wins. We need to, we need to celebrate our wins, no matter how small. We need to we need to talk about our losses, no matter how great. We need to we need to talk about we need to talk about potential no matter no matter how great or how small. Look, I'm gonna say I'm, I can't I can't stress this enough. As black men, we need to celebrate each other. Exactly. Black women celebrate each other all the time, whether it's for a big win or a small win, you know. But we as black men, we don't celebrate, we don't compliment each other, we don't give each other props as much as we should. Because there's something ingrained in us to just to hate the next man for doing exactly. something great. But this is, but I'm gonna say I, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying this right now. Number one, in front of Radio Land, but also to my to in front of my brother as well, because I celebrate I celebrate you tonight, man. I've seen you know we've we've had we've we've been friends for we've been friends for a minute. I, we we've we've watched each other grow from one end of the spectrum to another, and 
you know, to see you come from where you've come from, where you started at to where you are now. It's, I love it. It's a, it's a firm number one. Is, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's amazing, bro. So I celebrate you, man. Salutes. I salute you. you know, salute to you too. Well, man, like I said, we both watched where each other has come from, from our days at DKP. Yeah. To doing, <laughs> to doing anthologies and working with other people to now both was basically black owned businesses, you know, yeah. And it, was, it wasn't an easy road for either one of us to get there. We're both there. So definitely a salute to you as well, man. Oh, man. I appreciate it, man. It's all love, bro. It's all love, man. So, man, my brother T.B. Scott, author, author extraordinaire, man. His books are available on Amazon. The most recent re- the most recent release, The Streets Lead a Body, is available now. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. I guarantee you, as you will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Um, also, just man, keep your eyes, keep your keep your eyes and ears on the summer series that's going to be coming real soon in August. So keep your eyes on that. Uh, my brother and my brother and my sister. I'm calling the event my sister now. <laughs> they got they got they got some good. They got some good. They got some good things coming out, man. And also keep your ears and your keep your eyes and ears on the ground for Seven Crowns Publishing, man. They yes, they go. They got some good. They gonna have some good stuff coming down the line. So I want you guys to keep your eyes and your ears on the ground for them. I really want you guys to because. You know, it's it's one thing to say you're gonna support someone, but it's also another thing to actually support someone when they exactly. do something. It's doing having a being a business, being an entrepreneur is not a good. Is I won't say that it's it's not an easy road to take. And it's each day comes with its own personal challenges. And it comes with its own, it comes with its degrees of successes, degrees of failures, but also its degrees of indifferences. Mm-hmm. And we as people who, we as business owners, we navigate those waters daily. So, you know, do, do, do me, do me, I won't say do me a favor, but support an, support an entrepreneur if you can. It doesn't have, it doesn't have to be anything monetary. Just a like just liking liking their content on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, or just saying, hey, you just or reaching out to them, you know, via messenger, don't without being creepy or trolly. Mm-hmm. Just say, hey, I see, I see, I saw your post or I saw your book. I, I I like it, you know, I like it. I'm gonna buy it, you know, and things of that nature. So support an entrepreneur, support an author, you know, all those things, all those things help us as number one as an entrepreneur and also as because it lets us know that we're our paths, the path we're on is the right path, but also lets us know that what we're doing is actually reaching out and reaching and making a difference. So, with that being said, I mean, I, there's nothing more I can really say to that except that, you know what I mean? So, once again, man, I want I want to thank you, brother, for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. Presence, man. I, I'm again. I salute you. I celebrate you tonight. And and every and every and every day because I know this this journey this this journey we both said we're both on is far from over and this is just the beginning for both of us exactly so exactly. look forward to doing this again man you know we, we you know we're gonna run this back again so you know oh, oh hell yeah <laughs> oh hell yeah man look I, I I really I really want I really want you and wifey to come on so we can so we can so we can talk about what she got going on too man hey yo just let me know because you she's on your pace right yeah. Yeah, let, let's let me just let me know. I'll, I'll let her know or talk to her. We'll we'll work out some kind of way where we can both course, get her. Of course, you know how you know how we do. Yeah, we'll work it out. You know how we do. But 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's going to conclude this episode of The Office Alley with me, your host, Frederick Beatty. This particular show was sponsored, was proudly sponsored by my brother, Russell Chip. Russell Tyson, M. Tyson's life-changing stage play, A Changed Mind. And let me just go ahead and throw this announcement out here right now before I personally forget. So, coming to coming back to the atrium, August 6th, 2022 at 7 p.m., Atrium is located at 5479 Memorial Drive in Stone Mountain, Georgia. Zip code is 30333. Tickets are in tickets are in, are on sale right now for $35. However, if you go to if you go to the website of changemind.com or I think it's inspireimages.com and put in the put in the code Trailblazers10, you will get $10 off your ticket. So go to uh, go to go to the website. Put in the put in the code Trailblazer ten. Get ten bucks off your ticket. Uh, again, uh, a life the life changes change played by Russell M. Tyson. The change mind will be in the atrium Saturday, August the sixth, two thousand twenty two at seven p.m. Again, the atrium is located at fifty four seventy nine Memorial Drive, Stone Mountain, Georgia three hundred three hundred eighty three. Get your face in the place to see this life changing stage play, man. My brother Russell Lim Tyson is a is an awesome playwright. Please, uh, please, 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 as I always state, when it comes to my guests or anybody that I that I support, show them support by buying by buying a ticket and coming out to coming out to watch this play, man. You guys won't be disappointed. And on that note, that's going to conclude this particular program, man. Once as I always as I always say to people, the three things I always like to say: first of all, love on each other, be good to each other. Last thing I always say is a crazy ass world out here, man. So please, please, and please again, be safe out here, man. Y'all be good, and we will see y'all again. We will see y'all, and we we will run this back again next Friday. When my my special guest will be Mr. Tony Wade. We're gonna talk about talk about his music. We're gonna talk about his books. We're also gonna talk about what he what he's got going on right now. But also keep your eyes and ears on the ground for my sisters. My life has destiny with Quinn Jones and Coco Fenton. They're gonna have their they're gonna have they're gonna bring a nice subject, a nice subject going on and stuff like that. Also, with my sis, Mr. Bobby, Miss Bobby, Bobby takes over. She's a, she's one of my one of my sisters. I love her so much and I love her content that she brings here all the time. And so, yes, indeed. Just keep you guys keep your eyes and ears on the ground for what she's what they got going on. Oh, and somebody just hit me up with a, with another announcement. So let me just make this announcement real quick before I get before I get jumped on. <laughs> Cause I don't want, cause I don't want nobody jumping on me because I want to make sure that I, that I make sure that I take care of everything, all everything in the house. So let me make, let me just make sure that I do this because if I don't, I'm, I know I'm going to get jumped on. So want to make sure that I support, make sure that I make this say this and make sure that I support my sister is Coco Fenton. Um, the, their 2022 prophetic conference will be July 30th at 6 30 PM. It is, a Zoom meeting. The um, um, the a Facebook post has already been made for this, so you guys make sure you check out that Facebook post. I will post it again um, tonight, so you guys can check it out. There's a registration link on the on the bottom on the bottom of that flyer. Um, there's going to be five powerful women that are going to be here, doc, for, including doc, including Reverend Viviana De Cohen, um, Elder Machika Je- Makisha Johnson, Dr. Kimberly McWilliams. Prophetess Shandra Foster and also Apostle Anita Page. Um, 
make sure that you guys register register for this conference register for this conference will be restored renewed and rejuvenated um these women are going to be bringing some powerful words that could that could possibly change your life my sister coco Fendon is one is one of the masters of ceremony for this particular conference so make sure you guys just you know make sure you guys just to just tune, make sure you guys tune in and also support so now with that being said <laughs> Make sure that you guys continue to follow us on social media and we love you guys. And there ain't a damn thing you can do about that. And mm-hmm. we are out of here. Take it easy, bro. Yes, indeed.